know, day to day, just a normal few weeks. Um, you know, eventually I'll end up getting stressed out kind of thing. Mm. And then I'll go, you know, on a long hike, maybe go camping and it just kind of resets me, you know? And you actually do that. I think yeah. Brennan told me you like to do that. Mm -hmm. Man, we used to do a lot of backpacking. Yeah. Have you ever seen any of Brennan's videos? He showed me some. He okay. showed me y'all's Jeeps a couple of times. Y'all going Jeep. out there. Well, we started out. So this right here exists because of backpacking. It's what we started with. Mm -hmm. Before we got into kayaking, we were doing all these amazing backpack trips. And I bought this cheap little camera. It's right up there. That little one that says HD. Uh -huh. This My entire career that I'm in now is because of... started with that camera. Everything you see is because of that. We started uh, recording just some of our trips. Actually, we 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 recorded every trip. We don't we didn't necessarily make a video out of it, but uh, that's kind of where all this started. It's all this cool camera equipment, and now I'm podcasting, and it all started with backpacking. And I think that's why I have this special place for it. If you go in my garage and see how much backpacking gear I've got, you'd be embarrassed. <laughs> like I went so far, and then I was like, rock climbing's next. Hey. I'd love to check it out, man. I, I got a, a closet full of gear myself. So yeah? Yeah. I love looking at all of it. Yeah. Just looking at it? I mean, man, I love using it, but bad habit of mine, just shopping for gear and oh, stuff. Yes. Like, oh, I spent a fortune. I spent a fortune. I can't tell you how many backpacks I've got and shit that I just don't need. But I bought it all and justified it by saying, well, I have a friend that could use it. I don't know how many boats we've got, but more boats than we need. But, you know, right. kayaking boats, we just mm -hmm. like, oh, a friend can borrow it. And, that's how you get other people involved. I don't have to go by myself. Sure, but yeah. Man, we all loved it. Uh, the Cumberland Plateau has more places than you could imagine. Have you been mm -hmm. up there much? I don't think it's like so. a hundred trails. Where do you go around here? I go to, uh, I got a few spots. I go to Stone Door, Fall yeah, Creek that's, Falls. Yeah, that's Cumberland Plateau. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. the Cumberland Plateau. I'm sorry. Yeah. But Stone Door, yeah. We've hiked every one of those trails probably countless times. Mm. Yeah. It's I pretty crazy. Yesterday, actually. My Did you? Sam, yeah. You just go out and walk. And just re reset. Yeah. We went out. We were, uh, I got some pictures I can show you later, but yeah, we get out, you know, right before a uh, stone door, there's all the little, you know, overlooks and stuff. We sat out there, hung out. But Yeah. I, I um, you ever been down to the bottom? Yeah. Okay. It's a bitch coming back up, ain't it? Yeah. There's some switch, switchbacks that'll. I've actually never gone down and back up. We've, we just hiked from one ranger station to the other. Mm -hmm. Either we'll go one way. It's like 20 miles maybe. Yeah. And then, you know, an overnight trip or we'll come back. But, um, man, I've had, I maybe, I think my problem is I've just done them all so many times and it's nothing new. I need, mm. I need something new. We were just in Colorado, but we were in a Jeep. I wasn't about to do any hiking up there. Yeah. Nobody hikes up there. What? He, he went, it's like 13, 14,000 feet. Hell, I couldn't breathe. And I, I was exhausting to switch gears. I couldn't imagine getting out and walking. I, uh, I went to Colorado for a week, um like the only time i've been and i stayed with my old um boxing coach and he let me take his car one day yeah. while he was at work and i just drove around and hiked a bunch of different spots what and part of colorado gorgeous uh bailey it's, I don't like know where four, it's about 45 minutes away from denver okay so the northeast side or east side mm -hmm. well if go to the southwest side it's a totally different world I'm it's not, not even the same like i guess denver's what seven thousand feet i wouldn't know okay well it's way different mm. Anyway, it was, uh, he went and got altitude sickness, didn't you, Dakota? Mm -hmm. You want to tell me about your altitude sickness? No. 
It was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was rough. He had no, and I thought altitude sickness would affect people that was out of shape. No, apparently it's just the person. We got a lot to cut up in the beginning. We're gonna have to okay. figure this thing out. We'll find our fucking groove okay. and just get on a damn topic. I, I think you wanted to talk about backpacking. Hold on, I gotta adjust myself. I think you wanted to talk about being out in the wilderness, hmm. but you. I think did you want to talk about like why it makes you feel better or why or were you curious about it or do you think you know why or is it even a fucking topic worth going into? I mean, I think it could be fascinating. Like, why is going out in the wilderness? Well, I feel I think like. We can uh, talk about it. Yeah, I feel like to me, um, when you go out there and you go camp and anything, you just get out in nature. That is a you know our natural habitat. Oh, it's a good point. I just feel like you know part of the reason everyone's so stressed out is we're just sitting in these chunks of metal. We're flying down the road eighty miles an hour. There's nothing but concrete and metal around us and fluorescent lights. Yeah, and you're. just get a little high strong and then you go out you got a fire you're looking at the stars and it just kind of goes away well i think this right here explains it my daughter-in-law painted it for me this is part of my logo i'm very proud of it thank you Lindsay. but it's the yin yang and this is what i said nobody really understands it and this is not an exact yin yang usually it's a dragon and shit but she gave me the tree of life and i like it order and chaos so life's about balance. Mm-hmm. And man, uh, that's balance. Everything's balance. We could talk about this forever, but like we live in chaos. The minute you walk out the door and you put yourself in any circle, coming into here, right now you're existing in chaos because you don't know what the fuck is about to be said. You don't know what's about to come out of your mouth. You don't know what you're about to hear. You don't know if we're gonna make if we're gonna bomb. Like this is you're in a chaotic situation. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's important because that's the only place you learn is in chaos mm. because you get exposed to new things. Yeah. Okay. So like a new job, literally just walking into a grocery store could be chaotic. You don't really know, but that is where you get exposed to new ideas, to new possibilities. But the reason why it's, well, the reason why it's important is because that's how you learn. But then the other side of that, you can't just exist in chaos. You have to have order. So that's what this represents i don't know i wouldn't say that one is chaos and one's not i guess it's just flip of a coin whatever you want to say but so see this line Mm. so we can talk about balance maybe that's what our conversation should be about tonight since that's what you was talking about so that looks like balance to me right Mm. equal and opposing forces i would agree but there's other types of balance have you ever heard of the fibonacci sequence yeah okay you know what it is? One plus two is three. Two plus three is five. You get the point. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, um, the perfect a rate or a rate of expansion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is 1.6180. Could you look that up and make sure? Cause I, don't, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but the Fibonacci sequence, the multiplier, I think is 1.6180. We'll find out, but it's the rate of expansion. Mm-hmm. So a hurricane, every revolution, a hurricane will expand one point, you know, it'll expand that much, whatever the number is, and I'm probably messing it up. Is that right? Zero, one, one, two, three. No. Five. No, the Fibonacci sequence is 1.618, I believe. I don't have a phone. Type in 1.618. Fibonacci sequence, and that should come up, see if it's right. I know it's not pi, it's 1.3. Four. Yeah. Three point one four. 
Okay, yeah, I was right. 1.618. So the rate of expansion. And they say, okay, that's why, okay, so you've heard of the rule of thirds? Ever heard of this? Maybe. Well, you've seen it every time you open your camera up and your phone and you like, you go to a picture that you've taken and you see that tic-tac-toe board. Mm-hmm. Well, that was stolen from the Fibonacci sequence. I ain't going to say stolen, but that's where it was created. So it's dividing things into thirds is a very balanced way. The reason why I'm in this angle of the shot is because I'm one third. So if I cut my screen up into a tic-tac-toe, mm-hmm. you'll end up with four intersecting points. And so your focus goes in those intersecting points. So an eyeball, whatever it is, you try to stage it that way. Yeah. And I know I'm getting way, way out there, but we're talking about balance and I know it's gotten into photography, but that's why how I've learned all these things. Mm-hmm. But what is balance? It's, it's complicated. It's not just equal and opposing forces. I think harmony asymmetry you get what i'm saying so this is so that that painting is asymmetrical the one behind you right Mm -hmm. this one's balance equal and opposing so that's a very balanced painting Mm -hmm. but it isn't easy to identify when you're talking about asymmetric you know asymmetric asymmetry Mm -hmm. when you're talking about harmony i think of harmony as in a band full of guitar players and one bass or 30 flutes and one tuba you know, that's harmony. Yeah. And that's how the world works. The, the world is not divided in half with balance. So when we think, oh, it's balance. Well, it's not equally good and equally bad, good and evil. That would be a fucked up world to live in to see half the world is, is bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this explains balance. So right in the center would be equal and opposing forces. Mm-hmm. But out here is where you get into harmony. So we'll call the black will be chaos and the red will be order. But I guess we should identify what order is. So chaos is where you go to be exposed to new possibilities. Fear, scary shit is out there. So the first day of a job. Mm -hmm. Your home or the wilderness is order. You you, you, You go into the wilderness to reflect on chaos, to reflect on life and, or, or just to not even think about it, to maybe not even reflect. Maybe to just be mm-hmm. emotionless, just to kind of just allow your hormones to kind of subside and just enjoy the sounds around you. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's the point. I think this is a good example of why going into the wilderness is, is important mm-hmm. because we spend so much time in chaos, we need to go into order to reflect. Now, here's the beautiful part about it. If you imagine this large side... As a lot of chaos, mm-hmm. very little chaos over here. This black is almost gone. This whole order, a whole lot of order, very little order. Okay? The secret is to be somewhere on this line at all times. So basically imagine one foot in order, mm-hmm. one foot in chaos. So y- you could spend a lot of your time in, in the wilderness, but you have to experience a little bit of chaos to be balanced. You have to try. You couldn't just sit there. You need to go do something kind of dangerous. Get close to the edge of a cliff, Mm. right? Feel alive. But let's say we move over to this side. You can be in a whole lot of fucking chaos and go out into the woods for one night and balance your life out. Mm. So that's how this symbol works, this Buddha symbol that's ordering chaos. The, the, The secret is to find balance every day in life. I mean, it's going to balance itself out one way or another. Right. Like you, you were going to shut the fuck down. <laughs> like the body's going to force you to balance it out. Right. But if you do that proactively, 
rather than reactively, hmm. you can live, I think, a more healthy life. That is a... Have you ever heard this explained? Uh, Not really. Like that? No. Took me my whole life to figure it out. I didn't figure it out. Matter of fact, I had to learn it from someone else. Jordan Peterson. I know of him. Jordan Peterson? Hmm. Man, I had, a, I had an emotional experience last night because he's been gone for a while. He got really sick. He got on diazepam. And it's an anti-anxiety, anti-anxiety medication. His wife was basically dying. They thought she wasn't going to make it. And I guess in 2017, he got on this medication. And man, he's just been in... A lot has changed for him. If you if you followed him at all, a lot has changed. And it really inspired... He really... I, I just resonated. A lot of people, man. That's the cool thing about him is so many people is drawn to him at this point in time. But about a year and a half ago, he just disappeared. We didn't know what was going on. He got really sick. And he almost died. He couldn't get off the medication. Mm. His wife survived, and he went through pure hell. Like they tried, he's from Canada. They tried to fix him there. They couldn't. The United States, they ended up having to get him to, to Moscow. And they finally weaned him off the diazepam. He was going to die if you just pulled it off. Yeah. So they finally got him off of it. And I guess it's been six, eight months. He's been clean, mm. but he's still not there. But he made a video last night. I was sitting there and I was like, oh shit, Jordan Peterson made a video. So yeah. it was, he was just talking about, he's on his way back. His brain's starting to work. And he's a, he's a, he's a philosopher. He's a clinical psychologist by trade, mm. but I've learned a lot. A lot of the questions I have, I've, I've learned my answers from him. He's mm. just a wicked smart dude. Very curious guy. Mm. And he really inspired me to not be ashamed of the way my brain works. You know, you, a lot of things you don't talk to people about because you're afraid. I, I me, mean, I'm afraid of what fuck. He's lost his mind. Nah, me and, too. <laughs> and I've been on this journey for many, many years. But after, after understanding who he was and the way his brain works, the way he thinks, it just made me like, oh, I'm normal. I'm, I'm completely normal. Mm. But I was really, I got really, I, maybe it was because I was drinking a lot last night. And I, wa I was watching this video and seeing him come back. It was almost, I just lost my dad recently. Maybe that has something to do with it. Like, Jordan Peterson's really been a rock in my life in the last few years. And him being gone, I've just, like, where do I turn to, you know? Yeah. You got you to gotta have your old man, I guess. So I got very emotional last night watching his little seven-minute video of talking about coming back. and mm. Anyways, didn't mean to get sidetracked on that, but that's where I learned it from. Ordering mm. chaos fascinating i think the buddhas are some smart i'm not a buddhist right and i don't know much about them i just know that little symbol yin yang was mm. pretty spectacular they uh i don't know much about uh, i don't want to say it wrong buddhism, buddhism? yeah buddhism like you can say it wrong shit we, <laughs> we don't know what the hell we're talking about but i don't know much about it but uh everything i do it's all just about like being nice and uh trying to be the best person you can wasn't that what isn't that shouldn't that be all societies exactly you know i think all, all yeah yeah i think most i think that's all this is for me this whole podcast is to help me become a better version of myself mm -hmm. and I, I do that by talking you know it's it's one thing to think about something but when you have a soundboard if you just had somebody to talk to mm -hmm. it's weird you get to hear yourself back and that's when things start to resonate. And I think that's the whole point of me wanting to have, like we kept having all these conversations and people are like, God, that would have made a good podcast. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have that same, wow, wish we'd have recorded that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I am going to record it. And I think everybody should. If you got, if you keep 
if you keep thinking about that, that's a pretty good indication you need to fire up your cell phone and start talking into it mm. and record these conversations because here's the weird thing. You would be amazed at how much you learn by just listening to yourself back. It was really weird because I was, I was watching them back to try to cut them up into small sections. Mm. And then it was almost like I was watching somebody else. Like I was, I was learning from the guy on the screen. I was, I was learning a lot about the people that was on the show too, because when you're in a conversation, you're thinking about what, don't forget this thought, right? And you, you get so trapped. And a lot of times we miss, and like so many of the things that people said, I didn't catch in the moment. It like flew right over me. Right. But then when I watched the podcast back, I was like, oh shit, that was really intelligent. What they had said. Yeah. And also some things that I had said kind of made more sense. I, I'm, I know I'm going down one of those weird rabbit holes, but <laughs> I think ultimately what I was trying to say is the purpose of this is to record the shit that comes out of my mouth and in 10 years, look back and think, do you still believe that? Mm. Or, or where are you now? Have you grown? Does that make sense? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I'm changing. I know I'll be different. Mm. I, I think things that I thought 10 years ago, it's they, uh, they I've redeveloped, I've, uh, I've evolved since then. Yeah. It's funny. Some of the things that I have written down, I was like, oh, shit. This is the secret to everything. I thought I had it. And now it's almost like, no, that was just another part. Hmm. I want to let you go. And then I want to talk about symptoms. Okay. If you had something, because I think you got something you wanted to say, and I don't want to mess that up, because we were talking about backpacking, and I ended up in yin-yang. You got to uh, wheel me in. Like, you got to, like, oh, we we need some kind of sign that we put on the table that says, stop. You we know? need a talking fella. We had a a talking rock as kids. We would have this rock. I mean, it was only like one time, but we picked this rock up. And it was like like 10 of us, eight of us. And no one could talk unless you had the rock because we were not being productive. We got into philosophy. It seems like that's been my whole life. Hmm. And you had to have the rock to talk. My buddy kept that rock for years. But talking pillow, I've never heard of that one. It's from Breaking Bad. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. I love that show. I don't remember the talking pillow, though. So I'm going to shut up and let you say what you was wanting to say. What do you think about the yin-yang? Well, so what you were talking about, like the chaos and having one foot, you know, um, you're living in a city, but you go out and you get your nature and that's your, um, your order. Order, right. What about the people that never do, though? And the people that... You know, there are some people that don't like going out into nature. And that's one of the hardest things for me to grasp. Like, I get every person has to have individual interests and we aren't all the same. But, like, we all came from that. It's weird to me that there's people that that don't like that. Yeah, it's funny that everybody that has a profile, their interests are hiking. Yep. But they never... hiking. Nah. You don't even hike to your damn car. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, exactly. Uh... Man, I never thought about it. Like, oh, I, oh, I, uh, hmm. How many of you? I, I don't want to, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to, I think, I think there's a lot of unhappy people. I do too. I think that people are lost and um, living in a world of chaos and they satisfy their needs by buying shit. Yeah. You know, spontaneous hits of dopamine by taking a pill so mm-hmm. easy. Like if people understood what they were actually doing, like this pill will make you feel better. Now that pill, that pill releases a hormone mm-hmm. and that hormone connects a synapse or it can, it's like a wire. You know, it took me a yeah. long time to understand how hormones worked. 
but they're 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 a they're a they're a communication device. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a telephone line, and it connects this part of your brain to this part of your brain, and now you feel something. Right. You smile. You feel adrenaline. You know. You feel these things, and um, the more chemical that's released, you can imagine the fatter the wire, the more communication can flow. So, you can take a drug that could pour out these hormones, these chemicals in your brain. And the, the problem is, is that you deplete these resources. You know. Right. You, that's why I would never do a drug like um, cocaine. Yeah, I never done cocaine, but I think more than anything, stuff like uh, Molly. Yeah. You know, no. they call it the Suicide t- Tuesday drug. Is Molly the one, the one that ravers do? Well, um, I believe so. It's either made from Coke, they make it from Coke, heroin, meth. So Those are the three ones that they make it from. What, I, what I've heard is that Molly is, um, so Molly is MDMA, I yeah. believe. But it's cut with Coke or okay. whatever else. Sure. I did a bunch of research on it. Mm. because I, Not because I was interested in trying it, but right. because I had heard of it as the Suicide Tuesday drug. Mm. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Where'd they come up with that term? And so I thought about it, and I researched it. Basically, you have a limit, limited amount. Damn. Okay, so you got me into this because we were talking about balance. We were talking about people. Mm. You know, the, the importance of going out into the nature. Well, like, like nature is one thing that we can use to to reflect, to, to just chill the fuck out, man. Right. Like to break the chaotic cycle. Hmm. And then here we are talking about MDMA. <laughs> and But it's all related to me mm-hmm. because I guess maybe I wanted to go to that drug because that drug is an easy way to describe why people are so unhappy and we can talk about it and we can pull it all back together Mm -hmm. or maybe we could just say hold on let's just focus on backpacking okay you're about why people are unhappy um do you want to get into that yeah well let's well okay well let's stay on what we're saying okay and talk about what is happiness Mm -hmm. let's just say what is happiness it's complicated yeah I mean the sensation of it. Yeah. I would say it's a mix of chemicals. At yeah. bottom line, but yeah. That's fun. that's awesome you jumped there. I mean yeah. maybe it's because we was already talking about it, but I think we've already mm. I think you do think about that. And that's the way I see everything. I I mean, that is the fact. And it's weird that we're not taught that in science. Mm-hmm. You don't you can go to therapy and they don't describe that. They say here's a pill. They don't tell you what the pill's doing, right? It's releasing a hormone and i'm not trying to pretend to be a damn doctor and i'm not saying you shouldn't be on it i ain't mm. saying shit i'm saying i don't know right. i'm saying that when we take a pill it is exactly the same thing let's say we're you're taking a pill for depression or anxiety and i mean i think it's really important to understand what depression is and what anxiety is mm. like those are two totally different things yeah. and a lot of times i think they're treated in the same way although i've never been treated for it so i don't know i know i suffer from a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. which i manage by breathing right. and it's because i have a lot of anticipation i get really fucking excited the reason why i get not nervous before the show is the same reason i would get nervous for a job interview it's because the anticipation but once i get in my groove mm-hmm. i'm pretty good it's why i wouldn't do public speaking i would be so the anticipation of doing it just oh, i could have a meltdown man yeah. I'm working on it though. So, what is happiness? I mean, okay, there's over fifty. I think there's fifty hormones in the human body, mm-hmm. 
but I don't know them all. I, I, I've got a lot of them written down and I've studied a lot of them and they're, Okay, we'll say I, that was a long ass pause. <laughs> okay, the main ones that I would recognize, like that that I've studied, that I think, and there may be more that are have you know that they're pretty substantial, but I don't know. Serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, adrenaline, you know those ones. Like oxytocin, they call they call it the love hormone. Mm. Um, and I don't fully understand that hormone. I know that hormone is the one that's released when a woman's having a baby. It's what allows her to contract, to force a baby out. Mm -hmm. But in men, in men, it makes us want to make a woman stop crying. Like, do whatever to make it stop crying. You hear a baby crying, like, we panic. It creates that panic. Like, oh, my God. You know, it, it, it we get oxytocins released in us when, you know, we're like, oh, shit, let's just make it stop. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to kill that dog. <laughs> Um, dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline is an easy one. I get a little bit confused between dopamine and serotonin. Mm -hmm. um, cause I'm no, I'm no expert. Right. I just know these are the things that's happening in our brain, body, or whatever. So happiness would be some combination of. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you cut right here? Happiness would be. I gotta come back to that. So we're talking about hormones. What was we talking about? Uh, happiness. Would happiness. Be. So. Um, Happiness is some form of happiness. It depends mm -hmm. to what degree how happy you are. Did you just win a new car? Did you just get a new job? Mm -hmm. Did you just get laid? You know, or you're about to get laid? That'd probably be even better. You know, your happiness would be a lot higher before you get laid than right. after. You know, um, so that would be some mixture of um, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. I would even say cortisol. That's another one. That's a really important one. So, so if that's happiness, what is depression? What is what is unhappiness? That's a hard question. <laughs> well, I think it's a lack of those hormones. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to to feel happy, your body has to reward you for doing something good. Yeah. Right. To for for being a productive member of society, for helping some lady with her tire, or being there for someone when they need you most. Mm -hmm volunteering for your church. I don't give a shit. There's two reasons we do everything. There's two reasons. Validational or transactional. Right. right? So if I pay you to mow my grass, that was transactional. Mm -hmm. If you mowed my grass just because you wanted to, that's validational. You're doing it to be validated because you, you want to feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. you, you want to do something nice for someone. And, and just for mowing for free, for doing that good thing, your body rewards you by releasing dopamine. The goal, it's like a goal mm -hmm. thing, you know. Dopamine's one of those things that make you feel good about yourself. Right. So, or you can take a pill, and that pill would release it too. Yeah. So that's why they say uh, MDMA, is that what it's called? Is a suicide Tuesday drug? Molly. Yeah. Molly. So they say it's a suicide Tuesday drug because what it does is it depletes your resources. It de Like it just floods your brain with all these hormones, all these chemicals, and you wake up, I mean, say Saturday night, you partied, and by Tuesday, you haven't felt anything. Mm. You feel nothing. You're numb. And that's why people would kill themselves because they're just, they've depleted all the resources that were available to make them smile, to make them feel good, to give them hope. All these emotions that we try to describe are emotions that were, that were 
made from a mixture of chemicals. And if you deplete all of those, then it's going to be difficult to be happy. Mm. So, and and here's the problem. If you don't have a good diet, where do you think these fucking hormones come from? Right. Nuts, (laughs) cabbage, greens, beef. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have a good diet to, to refill these glands that are holding Mm. these hormones. So if you're not healthy, like if you're going to be a drug addict, you better be a damn healthy one because, you know, because yeah. depression, that's why the highs never as good the second time they say yeah. was well, because you, you, you would take a long time to get those hormones back to where they would release that much. Mm-hmm. You got to do so much to get that same high. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. So what is depression? I think depression, I think unhappiness is nothing more than a lack of of those hormones mm-hmm. like if it, if to be happy is to have them mm-hmm. to be unhappy is not to have them so what the fuck do i need to do in my life to right. get these fuckers flowing again what a what causes that though if it's you know if it's not okay. um, any kind of drug and something if it's just a normal person going through life mm-hmm. why it, is it just you know they're just born with their maybe a receptor in their brain oh i wouldn't even try to diagnose that one you're saying someone that has an issue i think that the i was actually thinking about this last night it's funny you said that was it last night i went to go get taco bell (laughs) maybe it's not before last yeah Mm -hmm. not before last i was standing i was in taco bell line and i was thinking about humans the arrogance of a human to think that they should experiment on something as advanced as a human body like this is one amazing piece of equipment. I think I think of a human body, the host that we call the human body as an avatar. Right. Right. It's like an avatar and 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 our soul, our personality, our identity, mm-hmm. you know, Jackson and Nathan are there's this little thing, this we're one of many passengers right. in this host mm-hmm. you call Nathan. You're like, I'm just one. Like each cell has one purpose. And that's to protect, to, to extend the life of the host. Mm-hmm. And it'll sacrifice itself to do that. If it doesn't, it turns into cancer. And it'll right. kill the host. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I, I don't want we ain't talking about life and death and the importance of life and death. But anyways, I, I was thinking about the human body and how fascinatingly efficient it is if it's not abused. Right. Um, and you asked me, so I was thinking... How many people, you could say, deformed in a way that their chemicals or their... I, I don't fully understand it all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's kind of rare. I think it gets misdiagnosed and abused a lot. Medication is 1,000% abused. No one would argue mm-hmm. with that unless it's them taking the medication and they'd be like, no, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not debating that. I mean, you know, I know plenty of people on medications and I wonder... I'm not saying they're right, wrong. I don't know. I'm wondering... Have we made a mistake? And what if going backpacking and spending the night in the woods or just walking on a trail long enough that you forgot about the problems of life? It could take 15 minutes. It could take 15 miles. I'm not sure. I just know that getting out of the chaos of every day, mm. trying to compete with the Joneses, trying to trying to pay for something you don't need, um, I think that's one thing about you. You've, you, you've, that's one thing that's different about you and Brennan. You know, don't really get too wrapped up into the ego, e- egoic. Is that a word? Egoic? It can be. Isn't it? It's a word now. You know, our ego controls us. Yeah. And, um, man, this is all fascinating because 
I'm sure whoever's listening is probably fucking lost, and I don't blame <laughs> them. But all these things are connected. It's like mm-hmm. we diagnose symptoms. Yeah. Okay, so we troubleshoot symptoms. So in the maintenance world, if you're troubleshooting a symptom, you're fucked. Yeah. You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Doctors are troubleshooters is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Their job is to get to the root cause of your problem, not just treating symptoms. When you have the flu or COVID-19, you can treat the symptoms, but there's nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. You can try to make them feel better in the meantime. Yeah. Make good choices. Drink a lot of water. Like That's all you can really do. But the other stuff, psychology, um, health, like they're constantly given appeal to treat a symptom. Look, why are you in this situation to begin with is the fucking problem. And that's where I really struggle with doctors today. I think they're fucking lazy and I think they're influenced by drug companies to push a product that they get ultimately they benefit by pushing it. And it it bothers me really, really bad. I think that. I think that we are, there's going to be a flip side to this. I mean, I mean, what we've accomplished in medicine is fascinating. I love medicine. Hmm. I just think it's lazy people just experience. I think ultimately, you know, I think people are being experimented on, to be honest. I believe it. Until you understand why you're dealing with what you're dealing with, Hmm. what and how. That's why I was talking about before we started these books. These books teach you what and how. What and how doesn't even fucking matter until you know why you're in the circumstances you're in, whether we're talking about psychological issues, health issues. Once you understand why, what and how is simple. Hmm. Then you can turn to the books and be like, what do I need to do now that I know what the fuck's wrong with me? I was molested. I was, I was, um, I have a bad diet. I, I don't spend enough time. I spend too much time worried about what other people think of me. Therefore, it's and because of that, I work this insane work week. I I um, I um, I focus all my energy on impressing other people. I mean, it's just, it's just, it all goes back to the same shit. It's what's fucking sad about it. I've just yeah. realized how simple I am as a as a species. Like I, it's. I think human beings are ultimately, it's fucked up. Like we all suffer from the same thing. And I don't even know if I want to go down there. Like, I don't know if this is the podcast to kind of discover some of these things. I think we can talk about maybe our discoveries, Mm -hmm. but those are rabbit holes that maybe we'll just be sitting here just like fucking exhausted afterwards. I don't even know if I want to go down them, but I'm not... it gets complicated once Dude, you start it's so about complicated. That. I was sitting there saying how simple we are. Like well, we're 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 so shallow. Hmm. You got to ask why. Yeah. Like, well, why are we shallow? You know, and hmm. and well, that's our. We're born as a narcissistic creature, and we were debating last night, I think, over what narcissism is, and you know, the definition of it was the guy that seen his reflection, blah blah blah. But I think. I don't know if I even want to go down this, but ultimately narcissism is giving a fuck what other people think about you. You know, it's ultimately right. caring. It's your ego. It's like, and we all are narcissistic. And we, but we should spend our life shedding these things mm-hmm. and becoming less as we get older. And I, I know we got way fucking sidetracked and maybe I'll cut all this out of there because we were really trying to understand why the importance of going out into nature, mm-hmm. how is that important? And we were trying to figure out why 
why other people don't. I, mm. I, I don't know. And I think I want to shut the fuck up and give you about 10 minutes to talk. <laughs> so maybe I can rediscover what we started with. But did anything I say made sense? Yes. Absolutely. It's hard, though. No, I know. Especially once you're talking about, like, uh, things that, you know, maybe we all deal with but no one talks about or some that we all go through and experience and no one talks about and they kind of keep the to themselves and I've never really understood that and I can't call anything specific to mine right now of course but you know you get a certain feeling and uh you get worked up about that maybe but you know everybody deals with that but no one talks about it and that's just why not you know that's what I'm saying we're shouting like we're all dealing with the exact same shit and mm-hmm. that's another reason this podcast literally this has been said before if we would just all talk about it yeah and be vulnerable you know practice it takes practice I'm having to practice to be vulnerable I'm getting really good at it too because I'm shedding my ego I, I keep telling people I think we're 10,000 years away that's my number we're 10,000 years away from evolving out of an ego And I don't, uh, this is why my, it's hard for me because we're literally trying to carry on a conversation about what the importance of backpacking. And here I am talking about evolving as a species. Um, but I, think I, it, I go into. It goes together though, you know. It all goes together. It's right. all connected. Right. I have to practice. I have to practice not trying to connect every fucking dot in one conversation. Like I have nothing to prove here. Like, I mean, uh, 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 but literally when you say those things, it takes me to a place that I'm like, Oh God, that's, that's what a utopia. That's why, you know, a utopia won't work. Like what is a utopia? And then I want to get into capitalism and why, you know what I mean? I'm trying to understand the importance of politics, you know, like yeah. we're talking about balance. We could go down to politics and I would never debate anybody about politics. Mm. I would love to discuss the philosophy or the importance of it or why it exists or, or why sides exist anyways. Mm. You know, like what would happen if there was a third party? It may completely destroy the entire system. Right. It may create an imbalance. Like maybe it's not these brains in control that people think, oh, it's uh, it's a... Uh, oligarchy is that what they call them you know they're in control of everything and they're dividing us and it sounds amazing i just don't think any human beings are that intelligent i think us as a hive mind us as a species Mm -hmm. i think i think not mother nature but this thing this i i I don't know what else to call it other than maybe a hive mind it's like there's an imbalance and it automatically gets corrected yeah and the pendulum swings left the pendulum swings right right now you know, when I say right, you could say right wing. When it swings left, you could say left wing. And it's very important that it stays somewhere closer to the middle. Because if it goes too far right, you end up with Hitler. Yeah. If it swings too far left, you end up with something with someone with like Mao. Right. And Mao studied under um, Karl Marx. Mm. You know, I mean, people don't know all these things. But Russia, is when it swings too far left, that's when the... The balance, um, that's when the balance is fucked and they kill 300 million Chinese fucker. No, it's 300,000 people. No, is it 300 million? 300 million people was murdered under Mao. Like, we don't know that. How many people would die? Six million Jews? Seven million Jews? 
Uh, that's too far. That's when it goes too far right. Mm. So I, I guess you could think of tyranny. A, a, a tyranny, I guess. Isn't tyranny like control? A tyrannical government. It's like yeah. suppressive. Mm-hmm. So a tyrannical government would be too much order. Right. Right. And then chaos would be the other one. You know, they're both. You got to have a little bit of both, but not to each extreme. Yeah. We're, we're still talking about balance. Mm-hmm. And that's why everything to me, no matter what we're discussing, it all goes back to balance. Like, okay. And I, I think the planet is capable of balancing itself out. The species does a really good job mm-hmm. of balance. I think that's the importance of a virus, you know, to balance it out. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, and that'll piss off a lot of people, but whatever. Bubonic I didn't make it. Yeah. I didn't make these fucking things. I think it was, you know, you could call it God. You could yeah. call it Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. The earth that says, listen, too many of you motherfuckers <laughs> right here. You don't know how to wipe your ass right. Here's the black fucking plague, you know, hygiene. And it killed, I don't know how many people, mm-hmm. but it balanced it out. Right. And if it didn't, then we would be so fucking overpopulated. Yeah. If it wasn't for natural disasters. Yeah. No, I agree. This- we literally tried to have a conversation about the importance of getting the fuck away from your job and going out and hiking. And here we are in these ridiculous, I mean, they're not ridiculous. Each one should be discussed on its own. Hmm. And maybe we can dial it in and maybe we can, um, maybe we can talk about the importance of, of going into nature hmm. and like how that could, uh, or why it helps, you know, maybe that's the important thing. Cause that's really what you want to talk about. Yeah. I think <laughs> something like that. I feel like a dick. No, man, I'm okay. listening. I'm learning right now. Oh, this is great. I'm exploring. So you got to put the fuck the fucking brakes on me. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. Jesus, I'm going to be passed out over here on the floor for my lack of oxygen if I keep going. <laughs> you uh, you said something about um, like people taking medication and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I've talked with a f- couple friends of mine just because uh, everybody suffers with something. Like yeah. I don't know one person that I've talked to that hasn't uh, at some point ended up telling me about some kind of anxiety or depression they've had. And a good buddy of mine I had to talk with and uh, – we both just kind of came to the conclusion of like, you know, would it, would it be better if we did get on some kind of, um, antidepressants? Is that the right thing to do or would it be better to, you know, um, I'm failing away right now and it may be a little rough, but I'm going to try and, um, you know, maybe do some soul searching and figure out what, what I need to better myself. I'm so glad you went here. Thank you. But I don't know. Well, can I ask a question? Yes. Which one do you? Which one would you think you lean towards most? Depression or anxiety? Uh, I don't know. It's for me. Um, well, let's identify what depression and anxiety is. Like mm-hmm. these are things that people. I have depression, but yeah. what is depression? Like, like so let's identify what depression is. I feel, <clears throat> what's the difference between them? Uh, depression doesn't go away, I think. Okay. That's a good analogy. Anxiety is... A feeling. You okay. Know, you get anxious before you go public speaking. Mm-hmm. You go home, you take a bath. Anxiety That's really is good. Gone. What else? That's really good. I never heard anybody say that. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what else about what? what is, what's the difference? What else is the difference? Like, I mean, I think there's more to it than that. So... Like, where do you think it comes from? A lot of things. Uh, okay. You know, and it's 
probably different for every person, but a lot of it's probably, um, most people have, even if they have a great childhood, certain, there's certain things and you just, like childhood trauma is just common, mm-hmm. you know, and that could have something to do with it. I also think that the way, um, our country and just society in general is set up not too much only in the U S but I just feel like it's kind of bland how we're living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially in Murfreesboro. I mean, there's, it's not much excitement. There's not a lot to look forward to when you're going well, out just day to day. I want to get back on depression and anxiety, but mm-hmm. again, we can talk about hormones. If we, if, if we agree that happiness is a release of hormones. Mm-hmm. Well, why do those hormones get released? Who's releasing them? It's not you. Right. You may be the reason why something is or is not getting released, but it isn't you. You don't decide when, okay, give me some fucking dopamine. I can take a pill. Yeah. Like I can I can force it out, but like your body, this this system, this machine, mm. this highly intelligent machine that doesn't need you to breathe or blink or react or save you in a fight. It's not you. You ain't doing shit. Like people black the fuck out and don't have any memory of experiences, but the body was capable of doing its own thing. Like it can take over you, shut you the fuck down. Matter of fact, create other versions of you Mm -hmm. like personalities. People have multiple personalities and have no idea. Mm. Does that make sense? No. Like, This the human body is a fucking amazing machine. Is the way I say. It. I see the human body as a machine mm-hmm. that we get the privilege of being in charge of. And I said that to say, happiness is a release, a mixture of these hormones, these chemicals. So what is it? What is required for those to be released? Well, first and foremost. Full belly, warm, your thirst is quenched. Okay. And basic you got needs. Some, yeah, basic needs. That's, that's good. That's I'm glad you said that. Thing, I would say. So, I think the reason why people in third world countries smile a lot, mm-hmm. you see these little kids with a stick and a bicycle wheel, a happy motherfucker. They're damn naked, running down the road, hanging on the goddamn shoes. Right. You know what I mean? They're wearing right. an Adidas shirt from the 1979, and they're just happy motherfuckers. Hmm. Why are they happier than we are? And they got nothing. I think they're more in touch with what matters, you know? Um, I would agree. It's more of a... I think a lot of people that aren't in country, you know, third world country stuff, Mm-hmm. Um, we're more worried about like what everyone thinks instead of okay is my is my father gonna like live today he's kind of sick I don't you know like that kind of thing or you know are we gonna be eating today is my family healthy are they okay um, you I know, like it I like it I think about this we have everything mm-hmm. so for us to feel good it requires a lot Right. It's very difficult for us that have everything to feel the sensation of happiness. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if I got a brand new car, what can I? How, what can trump that? A drug. Working on that car. If you're yeah. if you're looking in terms of the levels of happiness, say 
you buy that car, you get that dopamine, what now? Well, now mm-hmm. maybe you buy a new mod for it. You put it on yep. there. You're working on it. Have a what good now? Day. And you keep, but, but it's always what now? Mm-hmm. We, we're, a, we're a civilization of consumers. Mm-hmm. That's how we release our dopamine. We buy our dopamine by purchasing, right? Those instant satisfaction, instant gratification. I look at it like this. If you could see it on a scale. I will, I will still talk about that. I want to talk about the difference between the, the third world country kid and my kid. Mm-hmm. Especially kids that are given everything. I feel, the, I feel fucking terrible for them, man. Yeah. Like, what do they have to do to release dopamine? What do they have to do? Cure fucking cancer? Yeah. They've got, they've got everything. You know what I mean? These right. kids running around miserable. And I know parents thought they were doing the right thing. You know, I want to give my kid more than I had. But if you only knew what made you happy as a kid was the struggle, the earning it. You earn something is what gives you dopamine. If you earn something, it looks like this. There's an arc in life, right? If you're given something, the dopamine looks like this. Instant spike. Yeah. I play the lotto. I won $20. I feel excited. And it goes away just as fast as you got it. Mm-hmm. Imagine you earned that $20. It takes time because you have a you have an overall goal of wanting to earn twenty dollars as a kid. Mm-hmm. So the way you get it is to accomplish little goals every day, and each goal is a small hit of dopamine. So if you earn it over time, like to have these long game goals, playing the long game. I'm always playing the long game because, like my overall goals, take fucking time and it mm-hmm. takes so much effort in each day. I get a little hit of dopamine for accomplishing that. But if I just went out, if somebody just gave it to me, hmm. gave me an opportunity, I would have this insane fucking spike. You know, people that go viral. Yeah. I think that's the most dangerous thing in the world is for somebody to be going viral. When somebody goes viral overnight and has yeah. this hit record that went from being normal to the top and they, they lose it. Like, why are people like, dude, how do you, I think this is the secret to life. You want to minimize the highs and the lows mm-hmm. like fucking lows are low man when yeah. you when your highs are as high as a celebrity your lows are really fucking low yeah. but if you're a normal human being like me and you i think our goal is is to go through life having pretty nice highs At lows are important man that's yeah. the yin yang you got to have both right. chaos order right yeah. but you don't want those extremes that's mm-hmm. super fucking unhealthy it's why people are killing themselves man it's why people are on every drug they're, they're alcoholics because they're trying to minimize the lack of hormones. Mm. It's it's fascinating. But I see this kid that has nothing, this fucking tri- starving to death. You hand him a stick of gum, he gets a dopamine hit from that. You know how good he feels yeah. just from that little bitty thing. Like it's 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 crazy. I, w- I was saying all that to say. The difference between, I guess I was talking about, you know, all of us have everything. I, I think, I think we're fucked. I think if the whole thing shut down and we went back to a tribal mm. system to where we bartered, we helped one another to survive. Yeah. I like COVID-19 for me, it was kind of exciting because it was more like the eighties, like people getting together and just communicating. You know, I felt like people were, got so bored on their phone mm. that they couldn't go out and get that you know, but once we had a moment that we could get together, it felt like the eighties, like just hanging out. And I know you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but <laughs> it was like a different sensation for a lot of us. It was, it felt like, 
I don't know. It was a uh, human connection was really important there yeah. for a while. That's that's something else that uh, when you're talking about happiness and uh, anxiety and depression, I cannot imagine how much of that's got to be just from social media. I mean, it's I sometimes I get on there and like can feel my mood get worse and just like this is what I do for a living, and I can't stand my kids don't have any form of social media mm -hmm. like like they don't have it other than dakota has it for business for work but my other sons don't Mm -hmm. they don't give a shit i think brennan has snapchat that's just to talk to you guys um they just they're so much happier my kids are so much happier and look i didn't tell them they couldn't have it i just didn't encourage them to get it they're very Mm -hmm. confident kids they're very happy kids so they're not seeking this instant gratification do i have 20 likes like i suffer from that like oh shit seven people like this video you're fucking stupid, man. It released a little dopamine. It yeah. gave me that quick spike, which went away just as fast. That's why I love to earn something over time, to build something huge, like have these crazy big goals, because you have to accomplish small goals to get there. Right. So you get these long, so it lasts longer. It's a smoother. You don't want this. Yeah. That's why people are fucking diagnosed with being bipolar. They get an instant hit of satisfaction, mm-hmm. and it goes away, and they're like, why am I unhappy? I'm only happy for a fucking second. Yeah. Well, did you earn it, man? Did you, you know what I'm saying? Did you fucking earn it or was it given to you? Yeah. So do you think that, uh, like to be happy, you have to attain some kind of goal, you know, or to be happy like consistently? Con- well, consistently. there's no such thing as being, okay. So if here's the baseline, mm-hmm. we should be doing a cycle right. above and below. It should look like an AC sideways, positive, negative, positive, negative, balance. Because if you've ever climbed a mountain, it's boring when it's fucking flat. Yeah. What you do is drop off, right? You drop down into the fucking valleys. And then you're like, God damn it. I got to. Sorry. I can't be saying that no more. I said I was going to stop saying that. You got to drop down in these valleys and you look up and you're like, son of a bitch. I've got to climb that. And it's weird. That's the way I see it. When you're depressed, I see that as depression almost. Mm. You can't see any hope. You can't see where you're going. You can't see where you've been. You're just kind of stuck in a rut. But you start climbing. And then before you know it, you've come to the peak. And now you can see infinitely. You can see your future. You can see your past. You're freaking ecstatic. And, and you you know, you it's a time. It's that order. It's that order and chaos. I think that's why I loved backpacking. Because as much as I hated going up that hill... When I fucking got to the top, my body was releasing dopamine. That's what happened. When I would get done with a two-day hike, mm-hmm. my body rewarded me because I was I was giving back to my body. I was giving it exercise, and it was saying, thank you. Here's some more dopamine. Go do this again. The whole time I was hiking, yeah. I'm saying, I'm never coming back to this fucking hill. I'm never doing this trail again. Miserable. Literally, I'd been, I've done hikes through the Smokies where... I lost my mind hmm. or I, I was just, I, you couldn't stop because I would have got hypothermia. You're 7,000 feet in the damn air and the clouds are blowing past you at 40 miles an hour. It's clouds. Yeah. It's white. Stink, you know what I mean? Hmm. It, it, and you just keep going. And um, you're asking yourself, why in the fuck did I do this? Hmm. But then when you finally get settled and your body starts to come back to, you know, you, you start to come back to your body, I guess. You're like, holy shit, I fucking did that, man. 
And then you get done with a hike, and you're just on cloud fucking nine. You could eat a soybean burger, and that'd be the best damn soybean burger. What you? I pump water out of mud holes, right? And I filter it. I'll like try to get the mud out and let the water seep back because you got to drink. You can't carry yeah. ten gallons of water. You, I carry like a quart, right. and then I, I find water and I filter it. Mm-hmm. And you're just amazed at how good water tastes. When you get back and you don't have to yeah. pump it, you don't have to mm. dig through rocks to get to it. You appreciate, you become a third world state of mind where you had to earn the things you got and yeah. then you appreciate it so much more. And I think that's why backpacking things, hard hobbies are so important because it just makes you appreciate simple things in life. Yeah. And I think that's why for me, backpacking was so valuable to me because I'd come back and for a week I was just, I was ecstatic yeah and um i don't know i mean i was it was an easy way to it was a hard way to release my chemicals mm. but they lasted a long time right. that's why i won't gamble well it's why i won't do drugs because i understand what what is happening chemically the reason why i don't do drugs or my kids don't do drugs dopamine inducing drugs <laughs> I don't know what they're, anyways, the reason why I'm not into those things because I don't, I want to manipulate, I don't want to manipulate the things that make me happy and sad. I want it to, I want to create opportunities to release that by helping someone, mm-hmm. you know, to showing, to giving, to, to, I mean, to be happy, I mean, is, is a lot of things, human connection, you know, gratitude and what is gratitude. Um, I really want to go, I, I, we can go into gratitude. And I think what gratitude is, is the, the sensation of being loved. I think there's something far more important than loving someone. Mm-hmm. And that is being loved. Like loving someone is, is not near as fucking powerful as feeling loved. Like that's a, it's a mind fuck. If you try to understand the difference. Yeah. I think it can be the, um, what loving somebody oh yeah but i don't think the comparison is the same okay say i love someone and they don't love me that is infatuation and i don't even mean in that sense but i feel like sometimes uh there's a lot of people that don't get love Mm -hmm. and just i don't know that act can uh change people's lives sometimes oh Oh yeah, no, I agree. You're we we are agreeing, Hmm. giving them the sensation of being loved. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we love to be loved. Right. I help you Hmm. to feel appreciated. The moment I help you, you feel loved. And I'll use that word. I'm not afraid to fucking say it because that's what it is. It's what we're all chasing to be loved. At the end of the fucking day, human connection, human emotion. It's not just about sex. It's not just about all these things. I mean, yeah, procreation is, you know, that's the bottom line. Right. But there's so much more to it than just that. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, when I, human connection. That's yeah. it. That's, that's everything we're doing is we love to be loved. I do for you. I show up to help you change a tire at three in the morning. Because I want to? Fuck no. I want to lay in bed and sleep. The problem is the body says, you're a dickhead. Here's you some cortisol, asshole. Lay there. Sleep with that. So the body starts releasing cortisol because you're not being productive. You're not being a helpful member of society. So that's why you lay there and feel like shit. You feel guilty. So you say, fuck it. I don't want to feel guilty. I'm on my way. As soon as you get there, the person realizes you thought enough of them to come help they feel loved. And from that, you see that in their expression. You see how much they appreciate you. Now you feel loved. 
And it's this fucking reciprocating recite. It's this reciprocating cycle of compassion. And you know what I mean? It's a really fascinating thing. It's why I think why we like to help people ultimately is to be loved. And we can keep going on it, but I definitely want to get into anxiety and depression because we okay. kind of lost our thing there. Okay. What do you think about that concept? Which one? The one about gratitude. I think that's the secret to my happiness. It's why I'm a happy motherfucker. I think it is mine too. And not only uh, not to toot my own horn, but I, I just uh, I feel better when I help people. Fuck yeah! You know what I mean? It's for selfish reasons. Yeah. If you if you I'm not trying to take anything away from people, mm. but you're not volunteering for a church because it's the right thing to do. No, it's the right thing to do for your health because by giving, you will receive. I think that's the secret. People think that I have a um, an, uh, a motivation sometimes for wanting to be helpful. Mm. I do, and it's because I want to feel appreciated. I want to help somebody get where they're going because I get so much satisfaction out of it. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't want a monetary um, compensation. Mm-hmm. I just, I just by helping you believe in yourself, you, I'm saying you people in general, right. wanting to help people is like, I feel like I've done my part in society. I've helped advance the species, mm-hmm. right? By, by showing people they can do this too, or they can get into photography, or they can start a podcast. Like, I will give you all the secrets. I never hide anything. I want everyone to know how I've accomplished everything in life because it's my purpose right. to be a productive member of society, to help advance the species, right? Mm-hmm. To help sustain. It's the whole purpose of your sale is to, is to protect the host, Right? Every cell in the human body has one job, mm-hmm. and that's to take care of the host. Right, And I think of us as humans as the cells here on the planet. Like we're trying to take care of the, 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 the species as the host. The planet is the host. And our job as a cell is to do the best we can. But once we stop becoming a productive member of society, we die. Mm-hmm. You retire, you die very quickly if you do not keep producing and the reason why the body starts reduce starts giving elevated levels of cortisol because you're not being productive if you wonder why you feel like shit because you feel that anxiety yeah. right it's because you should get up and fucking do this your body's releasing cortisol saying go go do that and then once you do it it says hey fucker i told you here's some dopamine bitch enjoy right what part are you stopping you, though? What, what's the thing that's keeping you from Ooh, That's that? good. That's a good fucking question. Um, I, I think a lot about desire, and that's a complicated concept. I don't, I don't have all these things figured out, which is why we're still talking about it. If I had them all figured out, I'd just die. I would just roll over and put myself out of my misery and make room for someone else. But because I am still don't know what desire is or how to manifest it, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. It's a very, like, I, I don't know. And I suffer from a lot of anxiety because I don't want to do this little thing that I couldn't tell you. I've done something so stupid that didn't, wouldn't have cost me a dime, right? If I would have just taken care of this one little thing and it ended up costing me $10,000, $10,000 because I, w- I was procrastinating. I didn't feel like doing it. Like my biggest struggle in life is doing shit that I don't want to do. Hmm. Like if you tell me I got to do it, I'm fine with it. I'll do it. If you make me do it, I'm happy to do it. That's why I talk about boundaries being so important. Mm -hmm. And if you take away people's boundaries and you let them be a free society, go fuck off, live in a utopia. No, it's utter chaos and people will kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not functioning. We're, 
We, we just haven't evolved enough to be able to live without borders and boundaries. I like to find out where the edge is, though. I like to figure out how far I can go before they say, nope, yeah. stop. Because we're explorers. I talk about that a lot. But, man, this is all really cool. I mean, I've probably lost everybody listening. And they're probably like, what the fuck is he on? But uh, I get really excited about these things because they're so fucking complicated. Mm. We're simple. Right. But these ideas are so complicated that you you can't hold them like like we're so simple we can't people talk about ADD I can have three thoughts at once fuck off you're full of shit you can hyper focus yeah. on one thing right you are just so fixated you're like you're looking through a damn straw like that's the only thing there's so you don't hear anybody talking but the minute something more interesting comes along and you're there yeah. but it's about hyper focusing on something and I'm saying we our thought process is like a like we're looking at remember that thing that film. You ever seen that in movies where film like goes by, mm -hmm. right? And you, you see an image, right? And like, I guess libraries were this way. You could read news articles and it was in film. Yeah. And I think maybe that's how we process information. We can't, like, it's all, there's all these stars, but you can only focus on one. That's what's one thing that's beautiful. Even with eyesight, you can't focus on multiple things at once. Like you can look at the end of this bar, right? Mm -hmm. But this is out of focus. Right. Yours is out of focus. Whatever you're looking at, Whatever you're focusing on, everything else is out of focus. That's called depth of field. And here's the deal. The closer you get to it, the closer you focus on this, the less everything else is in focus. Try it. Practice it. Focus on the, the edge of your thing, right? You have to mm -hmm. get into a place that you can focus, right. and everything's out of focus, right? That's mm -hmm. called depth of field. Meaning the more you're concentrating on something, the harder it is to see all that other shit. Like, it's right. fucking... That's how a camera works. It's pretty cool how a camera works. That's what depth of field is. And I think that's how we process information. And that's why I end up going from one thing to the next because it kind of got in my field of view. I'm like, no, yes. And that's how we, you get what I'm saying? That's how my brain, that's I think it's how all of our brains work. Mm -hmm. But I'm, it's really hard for me to see this and travel and follow this chain of thought because I've connected everything in my mind. Like it's, a, I see it as a cobweb. Yeah. When I when I look at my ideas, it's a cobweb of connections. You know, I don't, I'm not saying I see a matrix and fuck all that. I'm just saying, yeah, I can go from one thing to the next very easily, mm -hmm. and it sucks because I wish I could just kind of sit back and say, oh, what if I put this? You know, you just can't see things that way. It's, that's what makes it hard for us. We're such a yeah. simple species that it's really hard for us to understand these things that's why we i think that's maybe that's why we struggle so much it's really really hard to see multiple things at once yeah um i'd never th had that thought before this is the first time i ever had that thought just so you know i just did that make any sense at all a little bit yeah. okay probably not i uh Maybe I need to render that one down a little bit farther. No, it's okay. That, you said a lot. I'm just catching up. Well, I was thinking I was talking about struggling staying on a topic. Right. Right. I keep wanting to go back to dope, um, um, depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. and uh, But all these other things, I'm, you know. Well, they are all connected, though. They yeah. all are. Do you want to go back to anxiety and depression, the difference? Because I think it's yeah. important. Okay. Because you was asking about it. Mm -hmm. And maybe all the shit that we've talked about may help explain those things and the difference between anxiety and depression. And I didn't discover this mm. a fellow by the name of Eckhart Tolle is a really smart dude. 
And he describes, he had a book called The Power of Now, which would be the opposite of anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. I think he, I've heard of that book. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. He um, talks about depression as the past, everything in which you have not resolved from your past, things in which come back to haunt you. That would be depression. Things, unresolved issues mm-hmm. that keep lingering and, and you focus on things which you, that you can't change right? Mm. That's depression. And anxiety is the future. Thinking about things that will never be worrying, you know, worrying, there's very little value in worrying. I try not to do it. I try to block it. And that is anxiety. Worrying about, you know, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda, if I, well, you know, it's insanity to, to worry about something that doesn't exist. There's no, they're the only reality. The only thing that's real is this conversation right now. Mm. The words that are coming out of our mouth, are the only thing that's real because one minute ago fake doesn't exist it's the past mm. i can't change it trying to change it depression learning to accept it good understand why it happened to begin with fine but keep asking what am i going to do how am i going to fix it Fucking, you're you're in a you're in a negative feedback loop. You know, it's called a positive feedback loop or whatever. Yeah. I call it a negative feedback loop. Mm. You're pissing in the wind. You'll never be able to change it. Worrying about something that has happened and having regret, depression. Worrying about five minutes from now, anxiety, and that's the one I suffer from. Mm. I worry about thirty minutes from now. Never three years, three days, three minutes, or whatever. Three mm-hmm. hours. I worry about just right here in front of me, and I, I get anxious over that shit. I got to learn to beat it. Do you, uh, have you looked into, like, there's there's certain things uh, a buddy of mine has said, like, you know, you call out things you see in a room, and you're just like, okay, there's a desk, got a speaker, there's a monitor, and that's supposed to just kind of get you more in the moment. Yeah. Um, there's, like, there's a, there's a bunch of But do you know why? Why? But do you know why? Think about it. Why, why, why it helps. Or, yeah. Uh, if you can understand why, you would understand. I feel like you. it just gets you to focus on what's in front of you and stuff yeah. in your head. That's it. So what I use is breathing. And mm-hmm. I learned that from Wim Hof. It's the most difficult thing I've ever done. And you've ever seen, you've heard your whole life. You just got to go, you just got to breathe mm-hmm. before someone goes on stage. Breathe. That's what they tell you. But they don't tell you why that's important. Ultimately, you're f- focusing on breathing is the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. To focus on a breath. All the way in, all the way out. Just do that 30 times. Good luck. Yeah. From all the way in, try to hyperventilate almost and count them. You'll kind of start to lose track because it's really, really hard. But the cool thing is just by taking 30 deep breaths, you will have completely forgot about the thing that was causing the anxiety. And what is anxiety? It's an increase in, in cortisol. Mm. It's an increase. And so the way cortisol starts it starts in your stomach. That's the first telltale signs that cortisol is being released. It's restricting the blood vessels around your stomach right. and it's making a burning sensation. And then if it gets worse, it goes up to where it just shuts your brain down and you, you can't process a fucking thought. Right. You know, it's very difficult. So just focusing on a breathing, it's been amazing. I've had situations that I couldn't have even com- communicated with somebody like, I can't talk to anyone right now. Yeah. I am fucked up. And they're just trying to remember to breathe is hard too. Mm. Like that's really hard when your brain's not working good, but it takes practice. Yeah. If I'm having to practice all the time, like, Oh yeah, I need to breathe and just find a moment. Mm. And I've heard that my whole life. You just got to breathe, man. Why? 
Well, it's pretty simple. You breathe long enough that you forget what you were anxious over. You forget that it was even a problem. You're just trying to break this chain, this, this thought process. And I think that's the secret. Okay. Uh, you got me thinking about it. We don't get to choose how we feel. Mm-hmm. We don't choose the emotions we're exposed to. We don't get to choose the thoughts we have. Those are presented to us. We get to choose how long we feel a certain way. And we get to choose how much we want to invest in a thought. But those things that are presented to us, whether it be from an outside source or your brain says, hey, what about this dickhead? You know, Hmm. you're not smart enough. What if you fumble on your words? And then we start feeding it. And I see our, I call it the ego. I call it the ego. Somebody else calls it the ego, and I just accepted their terminology. They describe the ego as the thing that's there to represent all of your insecurities. Mm. That's all it's there for. And um, the ego is this thing that would play a video. Because we, we, our imagination is is generating images that aren't real. They're, they're fabrications of our imagination, right? Thinking about... What will I say tonight? Am I going to fuck up this date? Um, am I going to script this job interview? You know, whatever the circumstance is, our ego is playing like a movie in our head. And it's going to keep fucking playing until we have a moment of clarity. And I think that is our moment that we say, stop. I got to quit feeding it. It's like you're giving this fucking machine quarters, just making this video. What people do is they keep feeding it. They keep thinking about it. They, they go, oh, yeah, I'm out of it for a second. Maybe they got distracted by a conversation, but they go right back. And they, they're just tuned into this fucking fake fantasy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, we all daydream about these. It ain't even daydream. Daydream is important. That's like reflecting on beautiful things. But anxiety is, what if this, you know, it's just fucking insanity, yeah. man, to feed this fake narrative, this, this thing that's there to set you up for failure, to make you feel like a piece of shit. And I think the secret to it is, is not stopping it from ever happening. Mm-hmm. You don't get to, you don't, like I said, you don't get to choose how you feel. You get to choose how long you feel that way. So if you see a moment and it takes fucking practice, every time something is presented to me that's a negative, that has negative value, if I ever see a moment to that I can stop it, breathing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Holy shit. And then I, I just, I just, I just start focusing on my breaths until... Until I realize, oh, I'm out of it. And it's fucking crazy. Once you snap out of it, it's gone. Right. It's like, fuck, I beat it. I think where everybody else goes wrong is they keep they play that video of their past, which is depression, and they end up killing themselves. Mm-hmm. And anxiety is, you know, very similar. They end up they just keep feeding them fucking coins, make the picture play. Yeah. What you were talking about breathing and how that's kind of how you uh you cope with it and help yourself. Um have you ever heard of positive reframing? Mm-mm. So basically, every time you have one of those, um, your negative thoughts that you can't get out of your head, um, positive reframing is basically you'd take that thought. So, um, I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. So, this is a little morbid. No I don't know. I'm in it. But I'm in. Whatever you got, man. I don't you got fun. dogs, right? Yeah. Your dogs bark. They mm-hmm. annoy you. Mm-hmm. Well, now, one day... A dog runs away, right? That's bad. You're sad. But positive reframe would be, okay, well, now the dog's gone, and so is the barking. And it's just, 
it's basically a way to turn, you know, if you have a lot of negative thoughts, to try and turn that around and yeah. at least break the uh, the momentum of. You I love know, it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know some people use a tennis ball, some people work out. Mm. I think I think the gym is. I think a lot of people go to the gym to break the cycle, of just to get a break in life or a backpack. Yeah. You know, I think I think all these things are important. I think the thing is, is if, that people need to find a trick. Everything's a trick in life. Mm. Everything's a fucking trick. <laughs> and if you could find a trick that breaks negative habits and stuff, you know. Um, I think that's that's that is the trick is find something that works for you mm. and try it all. I don't give a fuck if you're going to squeeze a tennis ball, and, you know, uh, call a friend, whatever you can do to stop. Don't feed this fucking ego though, man. Quit feeding that thing mm. that's wanting you to blow your fucking brains out, or wanting you to go get drunk, or mm. wanting you to you know do whatever to make it stop. Just find another way. And it, I don't think it's pills. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's it, man. But also, why are you thinking about this anyways? Why am I suffering from anxiety? Well, because, fuck, I'm, I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing. I'm living a lifestyle that's too complicated. I need to reduce the stress in my life. I need to reduce, um, I, I took on too much. I need to say, uh-uh. But people are afraid to let go of things. People are terrified to let go of, I've invested too much to quit now. Their relationship. People are afraid to leave a relationship. In the same way, they're afraid to sell an item. You know, they get connected. They're afraid to let it go. And I think, man, something's causing you a negative. There's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you could determine that that is the thing that's generating negative emotions, negative vibes, right. stop investing. Invest in something else. Me and a, a buddy had a talk the other day, uh, basically about that. Just. <laughs> He was saying how he's more likely to, within a friendship, um, you know, they can fuck up and he's like, you know, I'll give you chances because I want chances. But um, I feel like I'm more of, like, I will give you grace. But as soon as it's becoming bad for me to be your friend, that's when I'm, that's it. And just cut that out. It's funny. Know? If you'd heard the last episode, it's, I see everything as an investment. Mm. whether it's an investment of money, time, effort. I Somebody said to me yesterday, we were talking about um, this this deal they, they, they got in. They described it as, well, I tried this thing, and you know what, man? I screwed up. I shouldn't have done it. I disagreed 100%. I said, no, you should have done it. I, 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 you learn from it. That's yeah. chaos. That's where we learn. Yeah. The secret good investors are... are they are not afraid to invest in something or someone, but they're smart enough to know when it becomes a bad investment. And someone that you invested in could have been a good investment at one point in life. Mm -hmm. But the moment they're consuming more than they're producing in the relationship, yeah. if they're always taking, whether it be emotions or, you know, they need, whatever, whatever, yeah, let's just call it a relationship. Mm -hmm. In his case, it was, doesn't matter. In, the, in his case, he invested his effort into something and he realized, oh, it's a bad investment. Yeah. And he got out. I said, you're a fucking genius. I mean, you're a genius. Mm. Like, that's the secret. You don't be afraid to invest in something or someone. Be smart enough to realize, I fucked up. Yeah. Bad investment. I have no, don't stick around. Don't try to make it work. Mm. You know, just invest your effort, time, energy, 
whatever, emotions in something else or someone else. I think that's the secret. Invest in everything that sounds intriguing, mm. but be really quick to pull it out. Say, nope, I deserve it over here. Like if I feel anything that ain't quite right, mm. nothing wrong with them, nothing wrong with you. Just a bad combination. Right. Shouldn't be together, mm. right? Mm. Invest somewhere else. So I'm... People take everything so personally, though. But everybody else says, no, I've invested too much to quit now. Like, you're going to lose everything. Yeah. Everything. And destroy the friendship, relationship, mm-hmm. partnership. You'll hear yeah. me talk about those things a lot. Can I make a drink real quick? Yeah. Hey, whenever you want to kill it, too, we'll find a way out. Oh, All where right. are you going? You have a lot more in you, though. I've, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. And, and, and this is something new, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, you're not in your element. Like at, at Toots, that's your element. Yeah. That's your that's your domain. Mm-hmm. And if we would have done the podcast there, you would have been firing on all fucking gears. It's really hard to come in a chaotic place. Yeah. But, dude, that's where you grow. Right. You know, if... if uh, are we still recording? Fuck it. Like coming into situations is chaos that you're, you're, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And we, that, that's where the anxiety comes from. But every time you don't die, you know what I'm saying? What, make, what doesn't yeah. kill you makes you stronger. God dang, that is so true. And it's not just daredevil stuff. It's everyday life stuff. It's mm. putting ourselves, and that's, I think, and then I'm going to shut up one time. I think this, I think our purpose, people wonder what their purpose is to be on, you know, everybody needs a purpose. Mm. And that's huge. That's a huge problem with the world. People are going through life without a purpose. And everyone has one. Mm. Some people think they should be a musician or a podcaster or a whatever. Mm. I think the secret is, I think one of your purposes could be expanding your potential mm. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a individual becoming a better version of you. And you do that by putting yourself into chaos in unusual circumstances in, in, in situations that you're fucking nervous about. Mm. Like that's the secret. Invest your effort into things that scare the shit out of you. Yeah. And from that, you're going to come back and say, first of all, I fucking did it. I didn't die. Maybe I wasn't great, but I know what I did wrong. I know where I could have improved. And had you not exposed yourself to those circumstances, you would have never known how to have improved. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's about expanding your potential. You're, that's all you're doing as, a, as, a, as an individual is growing as a person by expanding your potential. And you do that by either being forced into a situation, mm. which most of us are. I'd say 90% of our growth is because we were forced. Yeah. We were forced by a parent, a school teacher, you know, to read out loud, to, to, to get you to give a presentation. Like you wouldn't have a choice or a bill collector that says, pay me, bitch. Yeah. Like, God damn. I got to find a way to make another. I, when you get desperate, mm. it's amazing how you can shed an ego so fast. You're like, fuck it. I'll do anything. Yeah. Just, just show me, you know, until we're desperate. And I love, that's the highs and the lows. Mm. You know, a low could be desperation. I have to do better. Like, I have to get her back. I have to get him back. I, I got to figure out what I did wrong. And then you're humble, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why I love the cycle of highs and lows. It's really, really important. That that whole picture, we could spend the rest of our life talking about that painting. Mm-hmm. 
that concept and the importance of it. And I shit. Anyways, don't worry. I was talking the whole time. It was on me. Anyways, was it recording? Okay. Um, is that is that starting to make sense? You know. Yeah. Yeah, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. So now that's the whole point of this podcast. I was super scared. I was nervous as shit about it. Yeah. Because I don't like being on camera. Mm-hmm. I, how about this? I was thinking about this. People put their talents on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, something they're good at. Yeah. Singing, art, whatever it is. Putting your imagination, your thoughts on camera was something totally different for me. Like you're getting to know my insides, what I'm made of, like what, like my, my vulnerabilities, like I'm letting you in mm. to my mind and I am putting it out there to be judged. And that was scary as shit. But I thought that's one way to grow. I got a big way to grow as a person. Yeah. I feel like, uh, once you're talking about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, um, I do a lot of rock climbing and I feel like that is one of the most um, beneficial things someone could do if they like it, you know, but some about, uh, it's uncomfortable the entire time, you know, like there's points when you're climbing up this rock and you have your, your toe on this little pebble that's sticking out, you know, and it's like, that's an uncertain feeling of, you know, I may just drop completely off this thing, but, uh, and then you, in your head you're like you know don't be a bitch right now like just get up the rock yeah. everybody's watching and then yeah. you do and you feel so much better but you have to go through that uncomfortable oh shit phase before you yeah. get to the dopamine you're right and you grew as a person you became a better version of yourself mm-hmm. you became more confident you became a person that can now pass that on yeah you can change someone else's life with that mm-hmm. you know i think that's the important thing in life whatever you do learn i think if you want purpose in life, share everything you know. Mm. Learn as much as you can in life experiences because you can't teach experience, but you can encourage others. This is you want to change somebody. We we're talking the other night about how do you like people want to change everyone, right? Yeah. Well, all you have to do is this one thing to be better. I don't think you can say anything to change someone. I think you can inspire them, mm. right? By being the best version of you. By creating circumstances for yourself that people say, I want to know how you did that. And then they're open to your suggestions. But until you've inspired them to a point or fascinated them enough in some way that they, they, they will unlock themselves to say, show me, show me how to rock climb. I trust you. You can do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's our obligation. If you want purpose, just focus on being the best version of you become a rock climber. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's healthy. People say that is no value. What? That's all the value. Yeah, it's like, shit, man. You're 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 unlocking your potential by proving to yourself you can do anything. I think the uh, I don't know if it's it's maybe uh, wrong to think of some like rock climbing as just a hobby because if you know going out to the bar is a hobby, I don't know. I just there's I just have I like this that. thing where it's um. I feel like there's people that love to go out and go into nature and those kind of people are down to go kayaking and hiking. They'd go rock climbing if you invited them kind of thing. But then there's people that just love, um, you know, let's go to Nashville. Let's hit the wherever we're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's wrong to label those as just hobbies. Like they're both 
not hobbies. Like going to the bar, going to the movie. I feel like that's more of a hobby to me. Like rock climbing is that is a self betterment lifestyle. You know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I almost disagreed. I almost said, "Well, I look at everything like a hobby," mm. but I see what you're saying. And I mean, um, I think the, the bar and stuff for a lot of people is a way to uh, just get away from chaos, listen to music, mm. you know, enjoy yourself. Um, that can be bad. I think you do too much of anything it can be bad. Right. But I do see what you're saying. The difference. Um, but let's say you have social anxiety. So maybe going to the bar and striking up a conversation could be yeah. important, mm-hmm. you know? So I guess it depends on how you look at it. I, 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 I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I never um, looked at it that way. But, uh, well, I mean, we, we, okay. Well, we, like to, to be accepted, man, mm. is um, important. And when you, let's say you got a bar or, or let's say you got, uh, how do I get into that? You, you didn't talk about, okay. Um, like we are guarded because damn it, how do I get into that? We are guarded because we're afraid to be hurt, right. obviously. But if you can practice putting yourself out there, asking girls, you know, we talked about. I, I said everything's a hobby to me. Everything, even my career, it's a hobby. It really is. I look at everything as I'm just trying it for now. Yeah, it's not permanent. I am not doing the same thing for long. As soon as I lose interest, as soon as the passion's gone, the curiosity, moving on to something else. It feels like every time I start making good money in something, I'm ready to try something else. It's like, okay, it worked. Yeah. And I lose that drive, that desire's gone. Hmm. But um, going out to a bar and just overcoming your fear of walking up to a girl and saying, hey, my name's so-and-so. My name's Jackson. What's your name? Yeah. And then dealing with that rejection. <laughs> Like, how do you handle that, you know? Yeah. And it's important. Those things are important because that's how you grow as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, people would say, oh, you're getting thicker skin, but you're also learning to communicate. And that's not taught. That's that's something you get through experience. Like, communicating mm-hmm. is um, difficult. But I think of it all, you know, uh, walking up and talking to a girl at a bar could be way more difficult than climbing Mount Everest for a lot of people. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, for sure. But it's overcoming your insecurities, the things that scare you. I think that's maybe it. Whatever scares you mm-hmm. is what you should be focused on. Like, yeah. I'm terrified of heights, but I still like doing it because I, I feel like I'm overcoming a part of something that's holding me back. I want, I want to be free. Mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly focusing on shedding my, the things that scare me. So I kind of look at it in that way, like we're all lost. Yeah. I've learned the older I get, I used to be a very judgmental guy. I think when I first took my first uh, personality test, I was an ENTJ. If you took the Myers and Briggs personality test, I think it's important. Mm. I'm wondering, it stands for extroverted, intuitive, thinking, judgmental. I don't know if I'm so judgmental anymore. I think I'm a different personality than what I used to be. Mm. I think I think that's important. I think you can become someone new. Yeah. I do too. I, I have. <laughs> yeah. Just... A lot of and things. you're young. Yeah. Well, well you, you're young, but you, in a private conversation, you have life experiences, not like some people, some people's life experiences were tragic. Yeah. Yours is just, you put yourself out there and you think differently. That's the thing about you. You ask why, you know, mm-hmm. rather than. Well, that happened and move on in life. You kind of ponder that and you invest effort into un- trying to understand 
um, how that could have happened or why it happened to begin with. And, Starting to think that's what tortures me. <laughs> it's all the it is. The lies, oh, let me know? tell you what. You just nailed it. Yeah, I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> a lot of the time, right? I, I feel haunted. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm losing my mind sometimes, and uh, I I am jealous of people that just bounce through life and that just seem to not care about God. anything. I know. I wished I could work the nine to five. Me and Dakota could talk about this forever. We've talked about it countless times because we're we're entrepreneurs. You know, we're driven by new possibilities, horizons. You know, entrepreneurship is not a business owner. Entrepreneurship is. I I read this or seen it somewhere. It said an entrepreneur is someone that jumps off a cliff and builds an airplane on the way down, or or builds wings on the way down. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's it. A true entrepreneur just jumps in. Fuck it, we'll figure it out. And I love that about who I am, but there's always a flip side of to every coin. I wouldn't trade my coin for anyone's. Yeah. But sometimes I am like I wished I liked football. I wished I could sit around on a Sunday and just be excited about all week about this game. I don't relate to any yeah. sport, and it, it kind of sucks. I mean, I, I'm I'm jealous of people that not jealous in a negative way, but envious. How about that? I'm mm-hmm. I'm slightly envious. To people that, I think they're even happier in a lot of ways. People that make their money, come home, take care of their family, barbecue. Like, golly, man, I want that so bad in life. And I think maybe that's what I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's, I'm trying to get all the shit out of the fucking way. Okay, brain, stop. Quit asking stupid-ass fucking questions. You're not, you're not curing cancer. You're not doing anything special. Mm-hmm. You're just satisfying some question. And then maybe if I answer them all, I'll be like, I'm ready to just chill, you know? I feel like you're at the point, I may not understand, but, you know, the whole, you know, the Sunday barbecue and hanging out with your family, I feel like you're already there, you know? like You don't know me then. I don't do Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> the, the closest thing I have to anything consistent, you couldn't track me. The damn government would struggle to track me. Um, I'm the most, the only thing consistent about me is my inconsistence. Mm. I am terrified of scheduling a day for fun. Like I, I, like it's really hard for me to commit, but I got some friends that I'm, I've become part of this group and it all revolves around Jeeps. And it's been one of the healthiest things in my life to schedule November the 7th. What if something's happening that day? You know, it fucks me up, you know? But I'm forced to be a part of something, and it feels great. Mm. But that's the only thing that I have that's consistent in my life is I know next October where I'm going to be, and that kind of trips me out because I've, since I was a kid, making my way to town, you know, we went to town. Mm. You know, we cruised the four lanes. As silly as that may sound now, but that was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. And um, I would always say, best plan is no plan. If anybody that on here knows me, I'd say it my whole life. Best plan is no plan. Uh-huh. I did not want to know what the night held. I, I wanted infinite possibilities. I didn't. I will not do an itinerary. If we you go on vacation with me, there is no itinerary. I, I want. I want chaos. Hmm. I want as much chaos in those circumstances as possible, because I. That's where all the magic happens. It's yeah. where the amazing conversations with people that you would have never ran into. My wife is the exact same way. And it's probably a great thing. And maybe the, we're probably too much alike. Maybe that's where our conflict comes from. But 
of we don't like to know what's about to happen. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I got in that. Maybe I just like talking about me. No, I understand what you mean. I, there's a certain pressure to having everything already laid out for you. you yeah. know? At least for me, it's nice, um, especially like if you're going on a vacation. Like, I don't want any plans. I'm going to get around to doing whatever I want to do when I want to do it kind of thing. Um, I don't need someone to be stressing me out with, you got to be up by this yeah, time and do all that. Like, I was going to say, I was wondering why I am that way. I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. I don't want to have this f- fantasy of this is the way it's going to be and it not turn out. And then it just kind of ruined the whole thing. Um, but I think that's actually more it. I don't want, so I have so much anxiety. Maybe that's what it is. I have so much anxiety about, yeah, I think this is maybe it. <laughs> I worry so much about if I don't know what's coming, I'm tickled to death. Mm. You'll never catch me thinking about what I'm going to say before a conversation is said. Like if I was, if I had to, okay, this is what's weird. I learned that I'm really good at about, I'm really good at speaking in public mm-hmm. if I didn't know I was going to do it. But if you called me and said, Nathan, look, we want to, we want you to present this thing mm-hmm. on this night or we want you to accept this award. Nope. Won't be there. Like the anxiety of it would mess me up so bad. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know. It's um, maybe I just need to practice more breathing. I don't know. It may just be the dread of knowing it's coming, you know? Yeah, but I don't know why, though. Is something in me inherently wrong? Like something, and I think it's fear of messing up, fear mm-hmm. of judgment. I don't like to be, I don't like, I don't like attention. Yeah. It's hard to believe that when I'm doing something like this, but I'm not doing it for that reason. Right. Um, uh, um, but the, even that is your ego, mm-hmm. worried about people thinking, Oh, he just wants to be something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. Fuck, man. I want to evolve out of the shit that's so shallow. Mm-hmm. To think that people give a fuck is such a narcissistic idea. And, and nobody gives a fuck. Have you ever heard the term, those that care don't matter, those that matter don't care? Mm-hmm. Like That is so true, man. That is the that is one of the truest statements of all time. Why can't we just accept that? Because uh, everybody starts to care at some point. I feel like. Well, I mean, people outside of your circle don't care. Yeah. And and the ones that do care don't matter. And there's only a few people that care about you. And if they care, it's because they're jealous. Care in that way, you like your yeah. family cares about you. Right. But if if they're if they if somebody feels the 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 need to judge you or make fun of you, mm-hmm. man, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. No, I agree. These are fucking. What's amazing is is that every time I have a conversation, I feel like I always have more questions than answers, which I'm okay with that. That's okay. We definitely pick some hard hard topics to discuss, though. I didn't even know if we. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think you will walk away from this being like, I should have said this. You know what I mean? And I, I, I always think about this. So if there's anything that you do think may come back to haunt you, be like, fuck, I wish I would have said this. I wish I, you know, not a question. Yeah. Just, just reflect on some concept. Like this, this is not to give advice mm. or to receive advice. It's to explore possibilities. You know, explore concepts. Well, going back to... Uh to anxiety and depression. What did you think about um, 
Eckhart Tolle's definition of those two things and the power of now. And if you ever read the book, the whole book is about focusing on right now mm. because it's the only thing that's real. When you told me, uh, I don't know, it sounds um, like his definition, hmm? you know. Which, yeah, it is. It is his definition. It's yeah. his. Um, it's a philosophy that he has. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't that's know. awesome, though. And I'm not saying that. Uh, no, no. I want to no go back into it because that's how we learn is by yeah. challenging these things that don't make sense to us. I just feel like anxiety and depression. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's only stuck in the past and the future kind of thing. I think it. That's definitely a part of it, especially with anxiety. Is you're always worrying about uh, something that may happen, but mm. I don't know. Or anxiety is. Yeah, I would agree that with him. I, I do agree that anxiety is things that have not happened. Mm. Worrying about doing things that need to be done. Mm. I need to pay this bill. Yeah. You know, you'll get anxiety. Your procrastination, putting it off. When you realize, oh shit, I was supposed to do this, and right. then you have the anxiety. And it, for me, it made perfect sense, and I probably did a shitty job of describing. So maybe I didn't do him justice. Now, so I'd highly recommend the book. Right. But it's a hard read. I would listen yeah. to an audiobook. I'm more of an audiobook dude. Mm. I don't have the capacity to sit down and read too many books. Um, but it, it, he's a fucked up dude. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, he had this epiphany moment that he, like, honestly, the way to describe him would be, like, I don't know if he has emotion. Like, I almost feel like he has, he has, what is it when you... Um, stoicism? Oh, stoicism. I know. That's a good one. Stoicism is like a, 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 a religion almost. Mm-hmm. I, I love... We talked about that. No, to transcend. Okay. He's transcended human reality. And it was... Um, the way he describes it is he's transcended. And he teaches it. But I thought, man, I don't want to be that. Yeah. I don't want to just live now. I like the fucking plast. And I love the future. And I like me. I just want to keep asking why, mm. but he is this Zen German dude that doesn't sound like a fun dude at the bar. He's not somebody you want to sit up. He's somebody you want to go to for answers, mm. not somebody you want to kick the shit with and right. bullshit with, you know, and I still want to be that guy. I still want to be relatable. He's not relatable. And I think he had a stroke or passed out and hit his head on the fucking floor. And then he had this epiphany mm. and it changed him who he was. Like, I'm not, if you've ever seen him, I'm not sure he, I would, I am fascinated. I would love to see him at his house, like peek in his window, like open the blinds just and be like, I just want to see him laugh. Like, does he have that emotion? You know, yeah. and I don't know if he does, but I'd like to stalk. Yeah. I, uh, that's interesting. Well, Especially I want to hear your thoughts on depression and anxiety. We kind of both agree that anxiety seems to be in the future right. dwelling on the future mm. and his 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 description of depression was dwelling on the past and i mean for me it made sense what do you think you've thought about it yeah i don't know if uh really the thing is uh with depression especially uh dwelling over the past i don't know i feel like a lot of people's and I don't know how accurate all this is when you 
start grouping things together like that. Doesn't matter. There's no fucking judgment here. Nobody's going to judge, man. You're and and nobody gives a fuck to be honest with you. I mean, because we're all asking the same goddamn question. God dang it, I quit saying that. We're all asking the same question, but we're sitting here putting it on here to be recorded. And in five years, you're going to be able to reflect on this and be like, "That's the way I thought." Yeah. I feel like a lot of depression is more um, on yourself more than like in the future, in the past. Like a lot of people are just day by day dogging on themselves, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. I think depression uh, to me is like you make a lot of little mistakes all day and that's all you focus on. You know what I mean? Like, I think you just described dwelling on the past because those were mistakes that have happened in the past. Yeah. Okay. And trying to dwelling on something that you can't change. Mm. And I think you're 100% right. I agree with you. Matter of fact, I'm sure Eckhart Tolle would agree. No, I just didn't know I agreed with you so much. Huh? I just didn't know I agreed with you so much. Well, no, you're 100% right. Like like focusing on things that we can't change Mm -hmm. is fucking insanity. I think that's why I'm not a depressed person. I don't think I have any form of depression. I think that I have the symptoms of what depression feels like. Right. And it's when I don't feel productive. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's when I feel like, um, I don't know if I reflect, I, you know what? I don't think I suffer from depression. If, if Eckhart Tolle is correct, I don't think, I think I'll consider it. Yeah. I think I'll reflect on it. Ooh, it's another conversation. Uh, I think I'll reflect on things that I did, but I don't dwell on them. I yeah. think that's the difference. I think that when you dwell on it and you try to write something, but you can't, you can't, mm. I don't want to make it right. I want to learn from it. Yeah. And I think that's healthy. Reflecting on the past is important. Dwelling on it is a totally different concept. Yeah. And yeah, I, um, there's, a there's, a um, I've never done it. Matter of fact, I paid for it. Jordan Peterson put together a program and it was uh, a three-part thing. It was about writing about your past, mm-hmm. writing about the present, and writing about the future. And I'm not going to go into the details on why writing is important. Talking about it is just as important. Mm-hmm. That's why I think therapy is good. But he writes about the past. And anyways, it was um, it was basically to get closure. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get closure on on things where we messed up. Yeah. But... I don't know. There was something really intriguing about it, and I never did it. Uh, I just honestly didn't feel like I needed it. Mm. I, I was intrigued by it, but then I just got to where I was like, I, got, I think I'm okay. Maybe I need to go back and do it. Yeah. I, I just don't spend any time in the fucking past. I really don't. Mm. I love to reflect on it. I like to relive it. Yeah. I like I like to talk about it with my friends and stuff. And But usually when I'm thinking about the past, it's usually always happy thoughts. So it's hard for me to relate. Mm. I, I don't pretend to understand depression like i don't i don't even pretend i can't how can i relate to something that i don't suffer from yeah so it's it's tough in that way mm-hmm. i i feel like i feel i'm sorry i mean i almost feel bad that i don't experience that yeah but i do suffer from anxiety so yeah i uh and that's something that uh I don't know, I think about, I don't think I'm actually, like, have depression. Yeah. I think I just have symptoms. And I think more often than not, it's just 
anxiety and then I get a little sad, you know, but it's it's good. I feel like I uh, like that. I've just heard that like depression is like you can't even get out of bed, yeah. you know. Well, my dad my I, that was depression. Hmm. Yeah. When I found out my dad was dead, I was just glad he didn't I found I found out it wasn't suicide. Right. That's how excited I was. I was happy. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and he and I studied I think maybe that's why I went so deep into it. I was trying to understand my dad, and, you mm-hmm. know. And he had demons that I could never relate to. I think it's it's um it would be a shame to even pretend that I could imagine where he was coming from. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Can't relate. I um but when you were saying you you felt like this sense of depression, I I feel it too. Like I feel down. You know, my everybody thinks, how do you have all this energy? Yeah. Well, it's it's when you like when I'm out in the chaos, I feel this energy. But when I'm home, sometimes I'm just I'm dragging ass. Like sometimes I want to stop doing the podcast. Yeah. Like it crosses my mind. Like you look like a you sound like a fucking idiot. First of all. Right, yeah. and I start judging myself, and I start thinking about some of the things that I said, which mm. the past, right. and maybe that's where my depression's coming from. But then, um, I come back to reality and realize, no, what you're doing is important because you're putting yourself out there, and and whether anybody hears it or not, whether anybody gets anything from it, the fact is, it's that you are overcoming something that's holding you back. You're overcoming a fear. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not. None of this is scripted. These aren't things that I, 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 this is all from the gut. Yeah. Everything I say is from the gut, from the down to the, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about tonight. Yeah. And that's all planned. It's, it's all part of the plan because I, it's how, look, if I have it all planned out, then how am I going to learn something new? How are we going to yeah. discover some other possibility? So what's the saying? Um, true creativity is born in spontaneity, hmm. right? I believe that. I, I truly believe that new concepts and ideas are born in chaos, are born in like. But if it's all planned out, like the greatest movies ever made, had no budget, had yeah. no plan, they winged it. Mm. They figured it out on the in the way, and they figured it out on the way. And then you get these multi-billion-dollar budgets. It feels like you know, billion, but you know, you get these massive budgets, and they're fucking flops. All the great shit that's ever happened was born. It was discovered. All the great art, the greatest songs, the greatest inventions, the greatest words and concepts were born. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, and that's where I'm, that's the, that's the, that's the realm I'm always trying to exist in is I don't want to know. I just, I, I want you, I want, if that makes any sense, I, I mean to even go there, but that's why I love art and I can't paint shit, but mm. I appreciate it because the greatest art was was discovered. Yeah. It wasn't thought about. Mm-hmm. The no artist ever thought about this. They had a they had a very blurry vision of maybe what they were trying to go for. Mm-hmm. But if they were that good, no art would ever end in the garbage. Yeah. End up in the garbage. But it does. Most of it ends up in the garbage mm-hmm. because it wasn't what they it didn't turn out to be what they hoped for. Right. But the best art was I, I imagine I'm about to have an artist on next week and I want to pick her brain with us, but I imagine this brushstroke that revealed a texture mm. or, or a line on some face or, 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 or um, her, her, no, some horizon. You're like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. 
Yeah. Like, fuck me. And then they, then you build on that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it completely. So I, I try to live my whole life in that realm of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Which generates a shit ton of fucking chaos and yeah. anxiety. And But hey, you can't have everything. Mm-hmm. I like it that way. I have highs. I have lows. I just try to minimize those as much as possible. That's a good way to go about it, I feel like. Because instead of... <sighs> probably impossible to just completely cut off the lowest and like you said you oh no to, they're important yeah oh man you wouldn't have a fucking mountain to climb <laughs> you wouldn't be a rock climber yeah if there wasn't a low right if there wasn't something worth climbing hmm. like that's that's it yeah that's the that's the secret sauce the lows are important i, I won't call it depression hmm. but the unhappy times are every bit as important as the happy times yeah like let uh, you know okay. what the happy times are yeah, I mean, like, it's not even, I don't even think it's been recorded that a human being, it is recorded that a human being can stay depressed, mm. right? They eventually kill themselves. Just what happens. Right. If they don't do it, the body will do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Number one cause of death, stroke, heart attack, right? Why? Well, because cortisol restricts blood vessels. So the number one killer in the world is cortisol. Just nobody realizes that. Yeah. Right? The, the hormone. People would say, well, why do we have fucking cortisol? Because your body was trying to get you off the fucking couch, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was trying to get you to be productive. It was trying to get you to take care of this thing that you should have took care of where I'm out here paying 10 grand over something that wouldn't have cost me a fucking dime because I was just so stupid and lazy. I couldn't take care of this little thing. Yeah. And I just let it compound. So that's the purpose of cortisol, mm. to get you the fuck up to go take care of But I was really good at blocking the cortisol. Like, fuck that. I'm, I, I, I'm going to go do this thing that, you know. Mm. I'm saying, we were just talking about highs and lows being important. And they fucking are, man. Yeah. They are beautiful. But you wouldn't, oh yeah, I said there's no, I don't think a human being has ever been recorded. There's no recorded, documented case that a human being was just fucking happy. It may appear that way. Mm. That's Instagram. Yeah. That's bullshit. The fact is, there's plenty of recorded cases that people are unhappy. That is sustainable for for a while. Yeah. Because you only produce so much of these magical chemicals. You know, you have to experience them and then you come down. Yeah. You know? But, but I think baseline is pretty good too. You know, I try to stay as close to baseline as possible. It's why I don't gamble. Mm. It's why I don't do um, any form of drug that would release these things. It's why... I do like alcohol, which is a depressant, but for whatever reason, it doesn't depress me. Mm-hmm. Alcohol accentuates all your emotions. Whatever emotion you, you're you feeling, yeah. alcohol will accentuate that. And I'm not justifying alcohol. I don't even think alcohol is a good drug. I think it's the worst one out of all of it. I'd much rather see weed. Yeah. But I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm someone that could function on weed. It just doesn't... It wouldn't agree with me. So this is why I wouldn't do it. But... Um, well, how the fuck did I say that? Why did I say that? I was saying that to say, um, um, I don't do things that would provoke or encourage or stimulate uh, the release of these chemicals. Yeah. I just try to stay away from it. I try to set a goal that would do it. I try to help someone, mm. you know? Everything's a selfish reason. Everything we do is for personal benefit right. on some level, not necessarily monetarily, monetarily but self-satisfaction. Yeah. I just think it's important, up and down cycle. But it shouldn't look like this. It shouldn't yeah. look like the. It shouldn't be a V. It should be a 
a use, mm-hmm. right? Like an AC sine wave. You've ever seen one? Yeah. Okay, you got a baseline. Mm-hmm. You go positive, negative, yeah, positive, negative, and it looks. It's very much the shape of yin yang. The way that curve is. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful concept, and I, I wish people would study it a little bit more and maybe ask why a little bit more. I don't know what you're what you're talking about. Do you think that maybe um, you know, if loads are necessary, like oh, is there a way to equally to make uh. I don't know, to make your anxiety work for you. You know what I mean? Yes. Like to make that a good Fuck thing? Fuck yeah. Well, I mean, it is a good thing. That mm-hmm. anxiety... Hold on. Maybe I misspoke. No. And I hear dogs barking. <laughs> I apologize. It's okay. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> that don't even sound like one of my dogs. Uh, can you make your anxiety work for you? Man, that's a good question. Because I, at first, when he first said it, I said, oh, fuck yeah. I was thinking of more of the... I think your anxiety, wow, that's, oh shit, this is hard now, <laughs> uh, because because I'm trying to imagine what anxiety is, like, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll talk about it in this way, what is stress, you know, to yeah. feel stressed, you know, it's it's unresolved issues, it's, it's not doing something you should, or it's trying to get you to stop doing something you're doing, right, yeah. you know, the body releases these chemicals, like for instance, if you, um, if you're making bad choices, um, the body says you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And it releases cortisol. Or if you should go over and say hello to a girl, the same hormone is released mm. and you feel that burning sensation, right? You're like, your body, you know you should go say hi and you're about to miss your fucking opportunity. And like, God damn, the longer you wait, the stronger it gets. You, can you relate to what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, just say a girl because that's an easy one. Everybody can relate to that. You should go say hi. Mm. And if you pass up your opportunity... <laughs> right i mean your body's like you are a loser yeah. you know what i mean because yeah. that was an opportunity for procreation <laughs> or a good conversation or whatever right um so i so i look at it in that way yeah it's very important to listen to your gut we should have had this whole conversation about listening to your gut because your gut has been measured there's a book called um Oh, do I even want to go into that? We can talk about the book oh, since I mentioned it. It's called, um, what the hell is it called? It's actually written by a world champion poker player. And they realized that the subconscious is aware mm-hmm. of its circumstances or surroundings or the outcome of something. And it's been measured up to seven seconds. You, your gut knows before you, before conscious thought knows. Before Jackson and Nathan is aware of what they should do. Your gut says one, but you thought, oh, what if it's not one? Yeah. Right. We second guess ourselves. No, you all, as a matter of fact, it's been measured up to oh, like 90 something percent accurate in accuracy mm-hmm. that your instinct, it, it, it knows what you should do. But when you go against your instinct, the body releases all these hormones and now you feel anxious, right. you know, or whatever. But anyways, uh, uh, is there a benefit to it? I don't know. I've never thought about it. I mean, I think there's a benefit to to cortisol and stress, and it's trying to get you to do something mm-hmm. or to stop doing something constantly. But anxiety, just worrying about fucking up in five minutes, maybe, maybe, maybe it's important because the more you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, the easier it gets. Yeah. And that's if I, if you ever seen a great public speaker. They didn't start that way. 
it was, you know, it was, it took time. Yeah. And that's why I'm really, it's really important for me to put up all my shitty videos because I want people to know that I sucked. Yeah. And you can suck that bad too. And get but, better. Yeah. 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 I want to see, like, most people only show their best art. No, show me your worst art. Show me how bad you can suck. Let me hear your shitty songs. Let me hear how many shitty songs you tried to fucking write before you had this hit. Mm-hmm. Like, give me fucking hope. Because when you set the bar that high, well, there's no point in even trying. Yeah. But had I known you sucked really bad for a long time and you just fucking kept trying, mm-hmm. it would have given me hope to attempt that. I don't know how I got on that, but... I guess your question was anxiety and the importance of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's, I don't think there's, I don't think, I, okay, so I, you said that, the importance of lows mm. being equally important as highs. Mm. But but you got to think about what balance is. I think that balance is not necessarily equal and opposing. It's, it's asymmetrical, not just necessarily symmetrical. Yeah. So a sine wave of happiness does not have to equally be as low. I think of it this way. If the world is balanced or is always trying to maintain some form of balance, then I see it this way. We'll say the red is good. Okay. The red is good, and I think that's what the world is. Mm-hmm. Overall, people are good. But to balance out that good, it only takes a tiny bit of evil, a tiny bit of crime, mm-hmm. a tiny bit of bad to equal out all this good does that make sense yeah so it, it only takes a tiny bit of of negative emotions to to complement positive ones you know yeah. and and so i i think you can spend more time up here enjoying it come down understand why you're here why am i depressed mm. oh yeah and come out of it super fast and so I think that's what I'm always doing. I'm getting better at, at spending less time in the lows, mm-hmm. but I understand the value of them. So I'm here. I'm saying, okay, now I've got to start making choices in life that get me the fuck out of here. Right. So get up, do something productive today, mm-hmm. and then I start feeling good about myself. Because once I've done something productive, the body rewards me with these wonderful chemicals, and I mm-hmm. feel good. I said, shit, I did something I didn't want to do. Yeah. Which, honestly, this is what's funny is I, because I am self-employed, even working for someone, right, like mm-hmm. Nissan, I'm still employed by Nissan, but I think of myself as being self-employed. Uh, I am self-employed outside of Nissan too, but I treat it all the same. Yeah. Like, I love the structure that Nissan gives me. It gives me boundaries, and I have a boss that says, Nathan, where's this work at? Mm-hmm. I love that. So I had to create that outside of Nissan as well. Right. right. I had to hire someone. I had to get a partner that held me accountable. They said, dude, they're waiting on this work. Mm. Well, now I'm oh, shit. I, I'm doing it because he expects it. He needs it. Yeah. Uh, without someone keeping me accountable, I'm very depressed. I would be, I would, oh yeah, I do suffer from depression because I have things that I should have done. Mm. And I'm depressed that I didn't. I had an opportunity. Maybe that's how I reflect on my depression. Right. So I like having, I like putting people in my life that hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard. Me and Dakota was going to talk about it one time, one night about how shitty it is to be self-employed and how hard it is. It's fucking hard, man. Mm-hmm. People need to be managed. 
people need boundaries. Yeah. Whether you want it or not, people say, oh, you you should just put yourself in a, like people think, oh, I just want the freedom. No, you fucking don't. You'll blow your brains out. You really will. In the yeah. end, if you don't have somebody forcing you to get something done, even the boss is accountable to somebody. Yeah. Well, if he's a CEO of some company, he's accountable to the shareholders. We're right. all managed. I don't know how I got on that, but by God, it connected flawlessly for me. <laughs> that was great. Sorry. I will say that, um, like you said, you had to get somebody just to help. Um, what was the word? Motivate, Motivate. Hold me accountable. Hold you accountable. Yep. Um, I feel like those are the hardest people to find, even not in a you business pay sense. But, you know. Sometimes you got to pay them. Because yeah. it's a fucking hassle trying to mm. hold somebody accountable. Yeah. Right? There has to be some kind of, there has to be something to lose. Mm. Like if I lost him, oh shit, you know, yeah. I would be, I would be lost. I, you know, you, you, I, I think I've outsmarted my laziness. As a matter of fact, me and him was talking about it today. Man, that's why it's fresh in my mind. Like I'm a lazy motherfucker. I really am. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of my greatest qualities. It's how I've learned how to make things easier in life. Yeah. Lazy people are very, um, efficient, <laughs> but there's a side effect to that. Mm-hmm. If I'm not forced to do something, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like if I don't, if you're not standing over me or expecting it now, listen, my biggest fear is to disappoint someone. So that's all the motivation I need. Right. Just having somebody say, you told me you was going to have that done by Monday. Now you've put me in a bind. I look like an asshole. You put me in that situation. That's why we wait to the last fucking second. Don't we? Yeah. We all do it. We all mm-hmm. wait to the last fucking second. I want to pay someone to, because I, I, this is why I say human beings are so shallow, mm. right? We're easily manipulated. Emotions are fascinating to me because I can pay someone to manipulate my emotions. I My body doesn't know the difference. Maybe I know, maybe Nathan knows I, I paid that motherfucker to put anxiety on me. Hmm. And I'm not saying I'm doing that. I'm saying I think we could. Yeah. I think we could hire someone to motivate us. To say, you fucking told me, man. And they show me emotion. My body doesn't know the difference. It says, oh, shit, I fucked up. I should have done better. Isn't that fucked up that we, we're so easily manipulated? Like, for instance, you dump a girl. Or you get dumped. Let's mm-hmm. say you get dumped. All you have to do is pretend mm-hmm. to be happy. And she knows you're pretending. It doesn't fucking matter. The moment she thinks you're okay without her, hmm. Jackson, what are you up to? Yeah, you know the circumstances. Yeah. And you are just as shallow as she is or whatever. The moment you could have dumped some girl and the moment you think she's happy, you're like, oh, shit, what's she up to? <laughs> right? And you know she's faking. You know it's all bullshit. Right. And the moment you get back together, you're like, yeah, she's bullshit. <laughs> I knew better. <laughs> Why'd I come back this bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? It's like... We are so easily manipulated. Yeah. Emotions are fucking powerful and they're dangerous. And we could have had a whole conversation about that, but Man, no, seriously. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you was talking about stoicism. Mm. I think you're on the right track if you're studying that. Not that I studied it deeply. Right. I learned enough about it that I figured out how to apply it to my life. And for me, stoicism is practicing the art of not giving a fuck. Mm. The art of suppressing those emotions. Yeah. The art of pretending. 
I don't want to get into emotions, but I think that's what stoicism is. And I know when you when you study it, stoicism is expecting the worst in the middle of the, in the beginning of the day. Have you ever studied to that point? Like, like mm-hmm. people that studied stoicism, they would they would they would consider the possibility the possible failures for the day. Like they would prepare themselves for the worst. Yeah. So when shit happened, they were kind of prepared for it. That seems like a shitty way of living that's my life. What I was about to say. Yeah. But so I just took from it. Oh shit, man! The secret to life is not reacting. Because a reaction is a is a response with an, an emotional connotation, right? right? A reaction is weak. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes important for a birthday party, but when you're upset, it's probably not that good. If you can hide that and suppress it and just respond or don't say shit at all, you're better off. And I think that is what stoic is. He's a stoic motherfucker. Yeah. Unaffected. I agree. I, don't know, I think it can, it can be bad too. The stoic, I, yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. Once you get where you're making people that think you don't care, well, and not. I don't even know if it's that, but I don't think it's healthy to suppress emotions that much. You know, I think it's it's all about like the yin and yang. Like suppress some emotions, but you also need some emotions. You know, no, you well. That's the thing. Yeah, you're not that powerful. Like you can suppress them enough to get you through a moment mm. and not make a fool of yourself, right. not fight someone, not cry, mm. not buy a house when you, you know what I'm saying? These emotions that make you that, that, that propel you to do something mm. like you can stop, you can not react. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that we're capable of suppressing to a, to a, yeah, I mean, I guess we can suppress it, but I do think you're right. We should reflect on it. We should mm. take time to ourselves to, like process, like I haven't processed my dad's loss yet. I want to, right? I just haven't had the moment. I've just been putting it off. Mm. And I thought, how silly! You're telling me that, like I kind of have, but I learned my whole life I would suppress negative emotions and act as if they didn't happen. And it made me a very unrelatable person when it come to being empathetic. Mm. And I'm learning what empathy is, and that's like being able to be relatable. And so I think it's very important. I agree with you. I think it's very important to process negative emotions, but not react, you know, reflect on them, process Mm -hmm. them, but don't react on these emotions. Right. That's why I say you can respond, Mm -hmm. but not react. Those are two totally different things. Right. What do you think? Think we'll wrap it up? If you want to, yeah. Or we can keep going. I don't give a fuck. It's up to you. Uh, What time is it? Oh, God. We've been going for a long time. It's time to wrap it up. I think we got something we can use, though. I think we started finding our groove, and I think it was hard because we've only had one conversation. Right. But now we're starting to learn who each other was, and it was important with not necessarily your age, but your perspective. Like, I'm not 20 years old, so it's hard for me to relate. Mm. And you're a different 20-year-old. Like, you're a 20-year-old, 40-year-old trapped in a 20-year-old body. Like... (laughs) You think about things differently, and which I got to tell you, you have an advantage in life, and and I hope you take that and realize, not people people aren't like you, yeah. And I know you haven't even come clean to who you really are, and the really the things you think about, you haven't even scratched the surface. Mm. And but I I I think it's important that, you know, you realize you're different. You are. I'll try to not let it go to my head too much. Oh, I appreciate shit. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for watching. Guess we're done, right? Cool.
Thank you so much, man. Anytime. I really do. Right. Thanks for having me on, man. This is it fun. took us a while to find our groove, but um, I was sweating.